0: Come on in, my friends.
1: Today's June 21st, 2023. I'm here live with Jamie Deluxe for ads in a six-pack episode 199. And this is a new live son of a bitch.
0: This is a new live son of a bitch. I can do this voice. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be live here for the next two hours. I'm glad you had fun.
2: Everyone else had to watch an adult man jerk your little boy dick off. I didn't fucking do
0: this. I didn't fucking shit. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. Mm-hmm.
3: Coachella sucks this year.
1: Had to fly by the seat of my pants for that intro. How you doing, Jamie?
4: Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Now
0: I can die. Now my life is finally complete.
4: (laughs) Uh, After vacation, you probably, I don't know, I don't know if you're a family man like myself, but after vacation, I I could fucking use a vacation. A vacation of
1: the, yeah, vacation, vacation.
4: Which I yeah, guess is just work,
1: really.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I mean that's one of the good things about going to work is I get yeah. a break.
1: Yeah, no, no I get it. It's uh, it's good to take some time off, and it's good to take some time off from taking time off. I was thinking what you Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, yeah, man. Thanks for loudest... thanks for coming on. It's been I think it's been like a year since we talked. So.
4: I don't know when it was, but I know I've I know I've hung out with you before, and we don't get to see each other, which is a shame because I I have a face for TV instead of a face for radio, but we'll be all right.
1: <laughs> I have a face for. Uh, I think the face for radios is genuinely what I would but that's just because I never shave. Probably me neither. Yeah, me neither. So,
4: yeah. <laughs> well, I have a reason though because uh, I live with a hairdresser, and um, so basically, I go months with. I'm like a chia pet. I go months without getting my hair cut. I can't go anywhere else because that's like cheating almost, you know. And then I, it's hard to get her to bring her shit home to cut my hair. Because that's like working at home. So oh, uh, yeah. I, I, like three times a year, she'll shave, She'll give me a shave and a fucking haircut three, four times a year. But until then, I, I look like a scumbag. And that's how I look right now. But a good looking scumbag.
1: I'll nice. say. You're a beautiful man. I've seen your live stream.
4: I am. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I can admit
1: it. I can admit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I forgot to ask you this last time, I think. What type of cigarettes do you smoke? Uh, m Red 100s. Oh, God. I smoke American <laughs> are, spirits. Uh, um, those are great.
4: I love American spirits, but they're really, except for my birthday, the when price they
1: send is, the price has gone up by like five bucks. I'm about yeah. to, I've had to cut back on them a little bit, but
4: these have gone up too. These are where I live, my cigarettes are five something a pack, maybe six bucks a pack. And they've gone up though. I mean, so, yeah, so basically just say six bucks a pack. Yeah. That's a lot, but it's. I'm in South Carolina. I remember so when they, spirits uh, were about five or six bucks. A yeah. Year. yeah. I remember when I can get a carton of Marlboro Reds for $15. When I was only 15 or whatever, but my mom would get them for me, you know? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Marlboro's. I can't do it. I don't it. smoke them no more. I'm saying I was 15. I'm 42, so.
1: <laughs> I always forget you're that much older than me. I feel like a little baby. I'm an well, old I like,
4: motherfucker. I I'm like a, having... Here's the thing.
1: <laughs> I like having older... I, pe- I like talking to older uh, people because it makes me feel... Yeah, I, I, well... I work with people younger than me a lot and it makes me feel old. People How I old age. are you? 29. Just turned 29.
4: 20. God damn it. 29. I may look 29.
1: All right. Here's the, here's
4: the deal. People ask, <laughs> people don't think I'm as old as I am. And here's my advice. Do a bunch of drugs, smoke and chain smoke cigarettes and just don't give a fuck. And you can look young like me. You know, I'm nice. not healthy though. I actually, I'm having some health issues this year. So I'm, I'm dealing with that a lot right now. Oh man, I've slowed. Down. Yeah, I've slowed down on videos. I've uh, I haven't been live streaming. Basically, I have bad circulation in my legs, and I've already known this because I've had to go to a wound doctor before.
1: Mm.
4: So this year, I fucked up bad. <clears throat> I've I've been to a wound doctor before in 2019 until early 2020 because my other my other leg had this, had this unhealing gash in it. So, but the
1: I don't know if you heard of a wound doctor. I thought you were saying womb doctor at first. And I was like, no, I no, I don't have a had womb. A, I was about to say I didn't no. know I had a uterus, but that makes more
4: sense. I don't think I do. I, I have a <laughs> hernia, though. I don't know if that counts, but <laughs> <clears throat> it's in my uh, umbilical hernia. But um, no, uh, and, and it hurts so bad, but I still went every week. And then eventually when COVID started, I was still going and, and mm-hmm. uh, they started making you wear a mask. And I was like, fuck this. And I stopped going because that right. shit gave me anxiety and raised my blood pressure. I'm mm-hmm. not cause I, like every ounce of my being knew it was fucking retarded. And I'm not doing it. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> so this year I, I, I fucking uh, I cut my other leg. Basically, I was drunk in my garage and just bumped into something and cut my leg. And oh, shit. two three months later, it wasn't healing. And I did not want to go back to the wound doctor because I know how bad it hurts. And uh so I started watching homeo- homeopathy videos trying to get ideas about self-healing. Well, mm-hmm. well, Here's the deal. I was an atheist until I had my kid, my son, when I was 33. Mm-hmm. It's not Illuminati. That's just, just how old I was. I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had, I had a quote-unquote spiritual awakening. And then I started meditating a lot. And I self-healed. Like I was doing, every, I was doing all this meditation for years and shit. And I self-healed a nasal polyp. Probably from doing a bunch of cocaine in my twenties, but I had this, this huge nasal polyp in the back of my nose. I couldn't breathe and I meditated and within a week it was gone. Like when I, when wow. I went in there or whatever, I made a video about it back then. <clears throat> All right. So I, I do believe in the power of self healing to a certain extent, I guess to a certain extent. Mm. So I thought, you know, I was trying to do natural shit and I heard about poultices, which are, um, well, what I use was a grated potato poultice. So what you do is you grate a potato and you put, I put it in gauze. Then I put the gauze over my wound. Then I wrapped it up and then I put cell fame on it. So it wouldn't like leak everywhere. But here's the deal. Like I'm on my feet all day at work, walking around in the heat. So the potato juices would kind of like just go everywhere within the cell fame and rub on my leg all day. Oh. <laughs> so I did that for, yeah, about nine days, I think altogether. And I, well, I wasn't the best at changing it. Because it hurt to change. So I just try to ignore it and put my leg up and, you know, I would change it longer than I was supposed to. I would leave it on for longer than I was supposed to. So I don't blame anybody. I, you know, I blame myself. It's, it's all me. I did it. And I ended up getting wounds all over my legs. My leg got infected. I ended up four days in the hospital in April, late April, getting IV antibiotics. So I fucked up pretty bad. I fucked up my leg. So I'm still going to a wound doctor now every Tuesday. I have to go and they have to, they have to debris my wounds and it, they like scrape all the, it's called slough, slough, S-L-O-U-G-H. It's the dead tissue out to, to yeah. help the live tissue like grow. It's the worst pain. I don't know if it's the worst pain I ever felt in my life, but it's bad
1: all day sound, long. That doesn't and sound give, fun at all.
4: No, not at all. And they won't give me painkillers because I have a, I have a history, mm-hmm. you know, and I was on methadone for 12 years. So I come home and I start chugging whiskey until I pass out. And I just like get drunk and sleep all day. So if if I'm on Twitter or social media on Tuesdays, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. But I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't. I should probably like not go on at all, but I'm drunk, so I can't help it.
1: Yeah, so sometimes tweets are the best tweets, but then they are also the sometimes. Else. Sometimes, sometimes,
4: yeah. but sometimes I'm like, man, what the fuck did I say? I don't yeah. remember. I don't. I don't even remember tweeting about this yesterday. I don't <laughs> remember that. I just saw it. I'm like, damn, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell
0: you this: this is not going to be boring. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. So and then I wake up Wednesday and I have to go to work and I'm so hungover and shit. That that was today, but uh, yeah, it's it's bad, but it's, it's getting there. I've been going for like six weeks now. They have, and they downgraded me to once a week instead of twice a week. Uh, Tuesday yesterday, so uh, I'm, they guesstimate about another four weeks of this. But it's hell, it's
1: literal hell. Man, yeah, you know. I don't envy, envy you there. I I might have some circulation issues too. I don't know. Some like you know how when you uh, if you fall asleep on your arm, you're, you wake up and your arms all know? Yeah. Like once every couple of weeks, I'll wake up and like my hands are kind of tingly when I wake up, and I'm like, I don't know if it's a circu. has got to be a circulation thing. Prob i mean my my um girlfriend wife whatever you want to call her i i don't
4: we're not married because i'm fr- there's there's things that go with uh vaccination and your children that scare me with marriage mm. because i've read a lot of books and something like signing signing this with the government makes your children one-third ward of the state and they have more say in your kids and shit like that so that's the only reason i'm not married because you know whatever But we pretty much are married. We're common-law married. But uh, she has Raynaud's, which her fingers turn purple and shit like that if she doesn't, you know, it's too cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, So that's a circulation thing or whatever. My mom has the same thing I do. She's diabetic. I'm not, though. They tested me in the hospital. The other doctors tested me. Uh, I am overweight and have hypertension. But I knew that. Have high blood pressure, whatever. But see, it's the thing. I have, like, I want to call it, quote, white white coat syndrome. If I'm going into the doctor's. I already get anxiety being there, and like my blood pressure, of, of course, it's going to skyrocket because I know they're going to take it, you know, and it just yeah. fucking causes anxiety. And sh- I
1: can't help that. And I haven't been to the doctor in way too long. Either way, I hadn't cool. either. I don't know if it's a, yeah, I don't know they, if that's a good thing or a bad. Thing. <laughs> but the yeah, way, it, it, well, it, no. if, you can, if you if you don't go, you can't get a diagnosis for some kind of illness.
4: Exactly, and that's going to get in your head, and it's going to make it worse. So I hadn't been in years either, right? And then I had to go and I tried to avoid it, but I had to go. Yeah. And then the hospital wrote me three months blood pressure medicine. And I, uh, I got out of there either on April 28th or 30th. I'm not sure. That was traumatizing too. Cause I, you know, I have a lot of habits. I smoke weed, smoke cigarettes. Uh, I had other habits too, not like bad drugs anymore, but still like I was taking too many like five hour energies. I was still taking Kratom, and I'm locked and I'm in the hospital. On IVs, and I can't, you know, I just wanted a cigarette so bad and shit like that. So yeah. I was in there for four days. They were trying to keep me longer. I kind of had the the hospital cops come to my room because I was flipped out and pulled all the wires out of my chest and all that shit. And because uh, they kept gaslighting me and making me stay longer. They, they would not give me my MRI I needed to leave. In order
1: to make oh, sure just my phone wasn't sucking embedded. you, for, sucking you. Your yeah, money out
4: of you. well, dude, I, I owe like fucking nine. Well, I don't owe this much, but I think it was like nine. God, I don't remember exactly. I could be exaggerating. I will say it's somewhere between five and nine, nine grand. It might only be five grand. I don't remember. I, I did put it on Twitter though, my bill, but my insurance covered most of it. I still owe them five hundred bucks. Right, and then I owe like eight hundred to an ambulance. They see I went to a hospital by my house. They insisted that I take an
1: ambulance to this other hospital. Like, my those mom ambulance. was there. She
4: could have fucking drove me. Right. She could have drove me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so dude, the those
1: ambulances, ambulance rides are a freaking scam, dude.
4: Yeah, and then the only the only reason they did, they're like, well, if she drives you, you can have to start the process all over again. And I'd already been at this hospital all day on, on antibiotics and all this shit and, like, checked in and all that shit. They did, it like, an EKG and all these other tests. But basically, the good thing out of it is they did a lot of tests on me, which I hate, but they did it including MRI it's fucking every test you could think of. And basically, yeah, I'm fat and I have uh high blood pressure. That's, that's what's wrong with me. So it, it could be worse. I, could, I thought I was diabetic cause my mom is, I'm not, not yet. At least <laughs> I've been trying to be healthier though. It's only been a month and a half
1: in the seventies. I had, I was fucking 25 fat girls to get them to go <laughs> get diet pills. All the fat girls in town was over at my house. They're no
0: going over there and get them pills now and come on back over here.
1: No I, mean, no I had all the fat women in town bringing me speed in the 70s till they cut that out, you know, in about 73. No, Noah, Noah, you couldn't get no diet pills. <laughs> you brought, uh, you did, man, I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this because this is one thing I did want to talk about today because it's kind of the only snooze I've been following while I was gone during the week was the um, uh, the Peter Hotez pussy-ass bitch saga. Oh. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I was blocked on Twitter by Peter Hotez before
4: it was cool. That's so I'm <laughs> going to say. Because I pointed out, if you take a fucking Pringles can and draw glasses on it, it's fucking Peter Hotez.
2: <laughs> it it's as, a you, fucking,
4: as, the as soon as musta- you tweet yeah. that
1: picture to me, i fucking cried.
4: It is. <laughs> it's it it him. Does. Just put glasses on the Pringles guy. Pringles he's got a mustache. Okay. He's got a bow tie. Yeah. And you know Peter Hotez loves his chips, and it's fucking uh, cheeseburger. I love cheeseburgers, too. I ain't lying, but I, I don't have to fucking have an autist- autistic daughter to go love cheeseburgers. I, but you know what? Since I got out of the hospital, I've been doing good. I haven't been eating Wendy's. I did eat it last week. That's what I got. This is amazing. I got a fucking chicken wrap. I don't Ooh. like that shit. I want a fucking bacon double cheese, or a, a, sorry, a junior bacon cheeseburger or two. I got a chicken wrap.
1: There you go.
4: Because I am trying to be healthier. As I chain smoke cigarettes and drink whiskey right here with you, <laughs> yeah,
0: Sugar rats. Yo, I'm gonna score <laughs> me a bag of Doritos.
4: Yeah, what is that Beetlejuice?
1: The bag of Doritos.
4: Yeah, sound like them.
1: That's a. Uh, I got a, the chicken wrap. The chick. See, the chicken wrap is a good song because the chicken wrap's great because it's a food, but it's also like a song that you could do about chicken. It is, yes, yes, and you know what? There's a Chick-fil-A there too, close by.
4: Guess what I got last week. Instead of a chicken sandwich, swamp fries, I got a fucking salad. Whoa. I knew it would help me go to. The, I knew it would help me go to the bathroom. Number one, because that does. And I'm getting old. I'm saying I'm 42, so that helped a lot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying, man.
1: I am trying. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, I mean, I've. Yeah, I've. I've already been slowly making lifestyle changes as far as diet goes. I need to start getting there more. Uh, I don't
4: like fast food, honestly. I having McDonald's and. Probably over a decade. Oh, yeah, you
1: know, I haven't. I've eaten McDonald's once. since I tried once. I was once like 16 and, years old, and yeah, it makes me I, want to throw up. Like, well, I stopped you just because it was my first job, and I saw how the sausage uh, okay, was made. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I never worked there. My sister worked there, though. My, my yeah, sister once you, there. Can, I'm, it, it, I'm sure if my first job was at a Taco Bell, I probably wouldn't ever eat there again, too. But the shit, I, it was actually yeah. at the Sevierville. Uh, Right, right on the way to, right by Dollywood, on the way into Pushing Forge, was was McDonald's. Oh, okay, yeah, I've, I've driven by Dollywood a couple of times. The I never went in I, there, but I drove by. <laughs> the yeah. shit I saw them do that—if they—they <laughs> would drop food on the floor and just, just serve it right, like right back to you. I'll serve it to myself. Yeah, I, I
4: like you know, depending on the four. you know, I'm not afraid to eat that, but I would No, I worked. I mean, I have, I've never worked fast food, but I've worked at restaurants, and they won't tolerate that shit if they see it. At least, you know, around here.
1: But not fast food. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Pete. So Peter Ho says.
0: Chew, 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 <laughs> chew.
1: Hi, I Sneezing, he sneezing. That's yeah, all. That's what that was. <laughs> uh, I've, I'm i sure you saw this like great supercut that somebody made. Uh, I
4: did. Yeah. Uh, it's like the- M O L or some shit like that the with Billy thing, Mays dropped in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That dude, he did a great job.
1: I kind of want to play <laughs> a, a minute into job. that and, and uh, just go ahead, kind of, man. Just, I, I'm kind of jealous I didn't think
4: of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that guy did
1: a great job. <laughs> the Billy Mays drop ins were great. And I'll, I'll yeah, probably they embed were. the video in the, in the posted version of this episode. Yeah. But uh, I
4: can do that awesome.
1: But I loved, I absolutely love this. And I think it's a good lead in because I've listened to the RFK Jr. Rogan episode uh, like two, two and a half times now. Just to kind of observe. I don't know how them.
4: you did that. I listened to it once, but his voice is kinda hard <laughs> well, to listen to
1: that much. <laughs> The first time the first time I, I was, you know, with my I was driving and I was getting interrupted by my kid and stuff, so I, I actually listened yeah, closely yeah. the second I time. I gotcha. And then the time gotcha, after that yeah. I was just looking for clips, but I actually I haven't pulled any clips necessarily from it. Uh but um I that well let me yeah, let me let me play this and then I'll I'll kind of give you give you some of my thoughts on it we can yeah Yeah. one of the things that we're not
5: hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccine now that was
1: march 2020 saying this Mm -hmm. and fast was saying the same thing too
5: one of the things that we're not hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccines and then something changed Any vaccine released by emergency use authorization by the FDA is an outstanding uh, vaccine. J&J's vaccine has a risk of life-threatening blood clots. When you hear the beep... That's the sound of safety. So don't overthink it. Uh, they're they're both really good. Vac- they're all really good vaccines. Get vaccinated now. You got to call now. If you wait, uh, it's going to be really too late to protect your child. If
0: this was your child, what happens next could make it the worst day of your life.
5: So even though COVID poses zero threat to healthy children. Vaccinate your children. Do the right thing. Be safe and not sorry. I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses.
0: Advanced technology that can help save lives.
5: This is going to be a long-lasting vaccine. A long-lasting vaccine.
6: A few moments later.
5: We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well for emergency room visits. It's not holding up well for hospitalizations. Here we go Everyone's going to need a booster. You need that third immunization. Triple the amount. Get that third immunization. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. This is a three-dose vaccine.
0: But I'm not done yet.
5: That third immunization. The problem is it's not holding up, so we may have to look at sort of innovative solutions.
1: Oh God, not this again!
5: A fourth immunization, oh boy. just just to keep them to keep them going, to keep the country uh, going. We have to consider some out of the box things. A fourth immunization, four, a fourth immunization.
1: That's just the first two minutes. It's a, a five. Yeah, minutes. I know it.
4: <laughs> I know it just keeps going, man. That's it insane. Just keeps
1: going. Yeah. Um, so for anybody, I, I'm assuming anybody listening to this is. Uh, Kind of follow the saga because in my mind, probably the biggest thing that ha- that went on this week was Hotez got his panties in a wad and started, you know, vomiting all over his keyboard, and tweeting about like any contact advice. And they, I guess, they did an article and about, uh, oh, well, Spotify's not even trying to curb Rogan's vaccine mis- misinformation. Hotez starts complaining that RFK Jr. Is, ha- is being platformed, to use his terms, I think. And, yeah. uh, and so Rogan comes back and says, "All right, well, come on, come on, my show, debate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I'll give a hundred thousand dollars to the charity of your choice." He goes, "Whoa, well, I wouldn't dignify him with the, you don't debate people, blah blah blah." I'll come on my show. That's by what myself. they said about AIDS too, about yeah. HIV too. Yep, yep, yep. That's their go-to. Uh, yeah. Now the pot's been raised to what one point eight million,
4: and he still's not I, coming on. I think the problem is they offered it to a charity and not to him because obviously <laughs> it's with the money. So right, yeah. He doesn't want to give it to anybody.
1: But if he does the charity of his choice, I'm, I'm sure it he the Gates find foundation it. and just yeah. take your cut. <laughs> find a way to funnel yeah. that money in. You'll get some of it back if you do the right yeah, charity. Yeah, exactly.
4: Give it to Ukraine, then then you can have it. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but be, that, that seems to be the working thing.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I just, I don't know. Did, to me, that kind of gave me that that whole thing and the fact that it's kind of they're they're being forced to not ignore it anymore. Um, yeah and it's something that Let's gives go. me hope. It makes me it makes me kind of uh, it, I don't know it, it actually it, it, it improved and encouraged it improved my outlook of the future at least the near future and encouraged it's what me talked but, about now. Yeah. And I and people that I know that are that even that they thought the covid vaccine was a good thing are even there going like wait a minute what are these guys hiding? <laughs> like they won't yeah. not <laughs> only will <laughs> Hotez Mr. Vaccine not debate uh, the Pringles guy he won't debate. <laughs> Pringles, but they said, okay, send, won't debate. they're like, send us somebody that you think is qualified to debate Bobby Kennedy on this. And no one has come forward to do it. No, they won't. So they I, won't just like they wouldn't invite they wouldn't debate HIV. Cause
4: yeah. they, that's exactly what they said. It would give them credit to debate. Mm-hmm. Well then, if it will give them credit, there must be something that they, something credible, but what they have to say.
1: Yeah. Or else you could just, you know, or else you just say it was ridiculous. Yeah. It's, I'm. Um, I don't know. Where do you th- where do you think this goes next? I don't. I don't know, man. Because like I'm in a weird position. Because
4: where where I'm at, I'm part of the whole, not part of it, but I've come to my own conclusions just from my own observations, my own reading, my own investigation. Where I don't even believe in viruses anymore. And yep. I'm. But I'm. Here's the problem with that. There's a lot of people like that, but I don't. I don't think the way they go about it's right. Because they put that. Because basically, what they what they're, they don't understand is you're you're trying to break apart someone's belief system. The whole virus thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a belief. You su-
1: you subscribe to terrain theory, I guess.
4: I I think. Well, I can see at the very least that it should be talked about because it's been censored and ignored. But it makes more sense to me. Yes, mm-hmm. it does make more sense to me. But I'm not one of those people that put people down because I understand it's like it really is. Not that it's a religion, but in the way that it's a belief system and people don't know that, that they don't know what's been proven and what hasn't been, you know, because it's all been like obscured and uh, they manipulate all the data, they change definitions, you know what I mean? So it's, that's what makes it hard about it, you know, it's a, it's a mess. The whole thing's a mess and it needs to be looked at at all angles all together but they won't do that mm, yeah so but i mean that's personally that's where i'm at yes i i don't anymore i, I mean i i train the train and all that it, not just train but they poison us in every way and it, there's a pattern to it there's things like scurvy pellagra berry berry sman even even polio with ddt and then even kuru which was uh quote unquote discovered it wasn't it was never proven by a pedophile, a self-admitted pedophile, a proud pedophile that was convicted too, Carlton Gaidashic. And without Carlton Gaidashik coming up with a theory called the slow virus theory, they could never have pinned HIV on AIDS. And even Robert Gallo, who quote-unquote discovered AIDS in, in the U.S., there was Monnier too in, in uh, France. Robert Gallo and his wife put up $60,000 to help bail Gaidashik out of prison out of jail when he was first convicted or, or when he, I don't know if it was the first r- arrested or after he was convicted or whatever, but they put up 60 grand of their own money to help get him out of jail. Cause it's like without him, they could never have put, could, they could never have said HIV caused AIDS. Mm. They could never have said it because there was no theory around. It was even conceived that a virus could take years and years and years to do to do something, you know? And the no. fucked up thing is virus used to mean poison. So in that aspect, like in that way, they're not lying. Cause yeah, they put. Po- if you think you're infected with this quote unquote ghost demon, whatever quote unquote virus, then they can poison you, aka virus it means poison. Okay,
1: okay. What 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 was the guy's theory? You said what was the name of that?
4: Um, the slow virus. The slow virus. Um, basically, in in all history, like if, if they said you had, you know, not not all history. I mean, it's it's only the last couple hundred years, but. If they say you contracted virus, it usually took, took like, what, a day, 72 hours? At the most, maybe two weeks until you got sick? Well, then Carlton Goddashik is the guy that, quote-unquote, discovered Kuru, which is supposed to be from cannibalism? Mm. Well, here's the thing. Fucking, um, they didn't even know. I found this recently in the last video I made, and I've been a little slow with videos, but I found, like, a map from 1940 where Australian troops were spraying DDT in Papua New Guinea, we're oh, not it. far away from where Kuru was supposed to be discovered. And I thought Kuru looked like it had polio-like symptoms, you know, um, paralyzed. It would paralyze you and then kill, it, kill you. Well, they were spraying like DDT on fucking kids like in America, kids food in their faces while they're swimming. Every, they would fucking spraying it everywhere and they would say DDT would cause bugs to be paralyzed and then die eventually. Yeah. Well, what did polio do? It would paralyze kids, and what's it doing wow. to all the good microbes we need in our gut? You know, in our 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 guts and everything. All the bugs? you know, we're we're pretty much made up of a whole bunch of fucking bugs doing things at different levels. Oh, so, so you, what's it doing to that?
1: You think? You know what I mean? You think it's it's even more? Uh, I guess a, more um, more broad and and nefarious than even I guess I considered. But it makes sense. So you're you're kind of saying that most uh, diseases and viruses that are are just cover stories uh
4: for either poisoning or or nutritional deficiency or some kind of all right so scurvy they they tried to blame that as an infectious disease for a couple hundred years even though people would call it out every now and then not call it out but they would say that it was vitamin c and that's what it was it was vitamin c deficiency deficiency Mm. yeah Later on, there was uh berry berry, and I, I get these mixed up because I'm, I'm not an expert by any means. You know, I'm just interested in it because it, it's just like a pattern. So, berry berry and pellagra, I think berry berry, and I could have this wrong, I think berry berry was uh, caused by um, a thiamine deficiency from when they switched bread from being like the brown breads to mm-hmm. white bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, t- All that they took process the th- bullshit. Yeah, yeah, processed food, whatever. And so they took that out of it, and people were starting to get disease. Later on, it was proven that that's what it was. But they tried to make it an infectious disease for as long as they could. Then, pellagra, and I think that was caused by corn. All the corn, you know, we 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 have corn syrup and everything now, but back then though it was a uh, corn instead of like you know all the other uh, vegetables people would eat. And I don't remember, I don't know if that's vitamin B or what. I don't, I don't, like I said, I'm not an expert, but it it was proven later on to be a nutritional deficiency and not an infectious disease like they tried to pin it on. Another one is called SMON. S-M-O-N. Uh, I don't know what it stands for. I forget exactly, but it was, it was mostly in Japan. And that one was caused by a medicine for, uh, stomach aches. I don't Mm. know if it was diarrhea or what, but that it was causing people to have this disease. And it took like, they had to fight it for like 20 fucking years to prove that it it was caused by medicine. Sorry about my voice. So, uh, no, berry, berry, B E R I B E R I, I believe one word, berry, berry. And then if you go on to polio, that seems to be caused mostly by DDT and maybe other chemicals. And then if you go on the Kuru and other infectious disease, that also seems, in my opinion, to be caused by chemicals, and DDT. Then if you go on the HIV, that's been a lot of different things. Originally caused by poppers, amyl nitrates, because the original symptoms were – or the the original diseases were Kaposi's sarcoma and – um uh, I don't know the exact words, but it was a pneumonia. And, of course, it was – you know, they were inhaling them because it caused their um, – it, it gave them a euphoric feeling and it caused your anal sphincter yeah, think to loosen up for anal sex, yeah, you know? Right. So and they were doing this it, shit all Your night. butt,
1: your butt leak like a sieve. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess so. But our, I mean, leak not, like, not leak like the HIV. I guess you could. Say.
4: <laughs> what? Remember the Wow potato chips? They were made by I ah, Fuck. I don't know if it was Lay's or what, but they called anal, they caused anal leakage in the nineties. <laughs> I remember reading <laughs> about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There were like some kind I of. I didn't leak know leaks. about that. I gotta Google that. Yeah, one. I do. I remember that when it came when it came out in the nineties, said that the, like, they, were cause, they were causing anal
1: leakage and shit like that. Because we thought it was hilarious. That's that is uh, hilarious. That's, it, anal I leakage is an objectively funny. It's funny, funny no matter what, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
4: um, it just it seems to be a pattern over. It. Not not all of these are proven, but the, all the ones that I mentioned. Most of them were proven. The other, the, a couple other ones were hunches, you know, where, where polio, kuru, and uh, HIV. Not just hunt, Not just hunches, my opinion, I guess, because from the research and everything I've done. I, I looked up I Wow. Mean, I, I'm
1: sorry to interrupt. I looked up Wow. potato chips ahead. Anal leakage. <laughs> and yeah. one of the, the third result is potato chips anal leakage pornhub.com. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. I'm really tempted out of morbid curiosity to click that link. <laughs>
4: Uh, it's like but, watching Two Girls, One Cup. I don't want to do that <laughs> it shit It's
1: worse than that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cracked, Cracked has an article, the potato chip that destroyed the bowels of America. So mm-hmm. yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of details. That's kind of funny. I just learned a lot about this because, like I said, I've, I've had Dr. Treving over
4: twice. He's coming over again next week to do another podcast. I've had Celia Farber on, who was a Rolling Stone, well, Spin Magazine mostly, but Rolling Stone reporter. I actually helped edit her, not edit, but research for her book last year before it came out. Um serious adverse events in an uncensored history of AIDS she hired me last year to find all the original um sources for all the quotes. Well, her publisher had like a list of what we had to find, but she she hired me to do that so and I'm proud of that I'm very proud of that because she yeah. was around back then in the eighties and shit
1: doing this shit, so it's just my opinion, but I think it's true honestly i really do i've I've read some about it i've I'm clearly not. Looked into it near as much as you have, but I, the terrain theory does make sense to me. I I first kind of heard it explained in a way that made sense by uh, Greg Carlwood on Higher Side Chats. And well, uh, I know
4: the, I know the I don't know him personally, but I've heard of the Higher Side Chats. Yet. Yeah,
1: I think he was describing um, it to grim that, that Grammerica guys, and then I think last time you and I talked about it, I I've, I've read some more into it. Um, well, even Robert Kennedy covers it. He he doesn't say he believes it which I think he's like a pussy
4: for that because it's the most fucking obvious thing in the world, with HIV, at least like yeah. the more you look into it, it's like he's talked to them personally. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just like, cause people aren't ready. To, some people aren't
1: ready to believe it or, or to find out, but he, uh, he, he has, doesn't, he doesn't come right out and use the term terrain theory, but he talked about, uh, I don't know. HIV. You know, yeah. I've read this book a bunch, a bunch of times. I've used it a bunch of times. Yes. I have it right yeah, here. It's a really good resource. And it is. He, no, he, he talked about also yeah, he, on Rogan, he talked about the uh, um, AZT. The, yes. And the, yeah, the Roundup Ready corn. And and then he said, that's where, like, you'll notice that's um, when 90 to 95% of the Roundup, when the corn in the country became Roundup Ready corn, that's when the explosion of uh, gluten illnesses. and, we, and uh, Yeah, because I
4: never heard of that before. I remember working
1: at a restaurant and I was like, what?
4: We had this, like, gluten-free shit, and, like, nobody wanted it. Like, some people wanted it, and it was, like, nasty as hell. Like, the bread and stuff we had in the freezer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean,
1: makes sense. I think I... I, Let's see. Um, I don't know if this is real or not.
0: I remember the day he came to our farm, just before harvest time. He introduced himself. We talked some. He told me about something that had never been done before. How soybeans like mine were now being used for a new kind of cooking oil. It seems the folks who make Crisco had come up with Olean. An oil that fries up snacks without adding any fat or calories. Make them taste specially good. So I told him, that sounds all right. And now I see what I'm part of, and it makes me feel good.
4: Coming soon from the makers of Crisco, new fat-free Olean, a good place to start.
3: Remember the simple pleasures of being a kid.
1: This—they're
2: back, Mom. Now you can eat like a kid again. When all you cared about was taste, introducing New Lay's Wild Potato Chips. They taste just as good as regular Lay's, and because they're made with Olean, they're half the calories and 100% fat-free. Honey.
0: Wow.
1: That's I. I don't. I guess. Well, 1998. I was four years old. So that's probably what. I'm Yeah, wondering. 1998. I turned 18. So
4: 1998 was probably the best year and the worst year of my life because I was playing in a punk band that was starting to get big, and then my best friend
1: died. He drowned in a fucking hot tub. He had an asthma <laughs> attack in a hot tub. Oh on no. Beach. Yeah, it, it is interesting though. That, like, yeah, that same thing. Like, I think the best years of my life are usually the worst years of my life.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Everything kind of comes.
4: We well, died. He died in, in
1: December. Year. So the, most of the year was good until
4: December, mm. but. I did name my son after him, so we have that.
1: Yeah, it's um, I, it, I was watching uh, I was watching some of the live footage you shot of your band, uh, dude. You guys are pretty good. Uh, I like I like what you're doing. Thank you. I, it's like I well, like, like, like the uh, <coughs> sorry. Go ahead.
4: Peter. No, no, This band was together for a while. Uh, I played for him in 2012 and 2013, but I mostly played bass for him. We're playing keyboard mostly yeah. for them now. I played three shows since since what May. And that's the first time in four years. It's just a good playing again. It's really good playing
1: again. Yeah. Yeah. I, you got, you're a talented guy. Man, what can I say? You, you I know, know the players? fuck I'm
4: doing, honestly. We have played these shows. We played like fucking, went two sets last weekend. I don't know any of the shit. I, I'm not even a keyboard player. I'm a guitar player, but I know how to play
1: keyboard. Right. I have yeah. a notebook. If you can play, I think if you play, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. If you can well, play, I have a notebook. If you can play any any stringed instrument, you can. You know, you can, you can, uh, you figure it out. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can but play like, chords on a keyboard. No problem.
4: But the thing is though, so like, like certain songs, like certain, the way you play the chord, there's just all these different ways you can play the different chords.
1: So I have
4: a, like some are going to be easier for each song. I have a notebook there with, where I printed out blank keyboards. You know, nothing's covered in, not no black keys, no white keys are covered in, nothing's covered in. And I dot them. So I know if it's an a minor, a major, and then what the next key is. That's, that's the only way I get through it but it works so far. I mean, it's only been a few months. so we'll get it.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> but now like, it's I good like playing guess, again.
1: I like you just Uh, I know, uh, last, last time you're on, I, I, linked, uh, Shark uh, Legs, my
4: RO band. All yeah. right. The singer in, in the reggae band, the same singer from Shark Legs, me and him are best friends since high school. We've been in every band almost together. We had a five year hiatus when I was like 20, but except that. Yeah. Every band we've been in together. So we're best friends. We're like the fat Mick Jagger in, uh, <laughs> or, sorry, Dick swag. We're the Fat Dick Swagger and Queef Bidjards. Queef That's
6: awesome. How can yeah. the
5: company make this right?
6: Bring back Lay's Wow Chips Widow Lester.
5: <laughs> Mr. Griffin, those chips were recalled in the
0: 90s for causing explosive <gasps> diarrhea.
6: You heard me. <laughs> so <coughs>
4: good. Magnificent.
6: Wow. All right, boys, get me up to speed.
1: That's, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm down a Lay's potato chip rabbit hole. Now, well, for, what you, for what you guys didn't, uh, you, you only you heard that, you missed Peter Griffin eating one Lay's wild potato chip one. while sitting on the toilet and immediately having such explosive diarrhea that he launched himself through the ceiling and into the board meeting above. In those, in the See, I remember, above. Reading
4: those. I remember reading those in the 90s, but I know my friends were always pranking me in the 90s. They would put Dave's Insanity sauce on, like, a hot dog. Oh, gosh. And then they would, they would give me a – and when I started freaking out because my mouth was on fire because I had no clue what the fuck was going on. I did later on once it kept hitting me with it, but the first time I had no clue. That's Hold funny. on, Boo-Boo. So they handed me a Sprite. They're like, chug it. It's the only thing that's going to get rid of, the, rid of the burn. It was fucking citrated magnesium, which is X-Lax. So I puked up X-Lax off over my bathroom. Oh, my God. I, I think I'm going to let my pit bull out the back door yeah. real quick. Yeah, She's not gonna far. shut the fuck up. That's BRB. Two no seconds.
1: Words. Your dog got excited and heard about the wow, the wow potato chips. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Check out this song I'm working on.
0: Hot chick, tell me what you're missing. Kiss another man while I'm working in the kitchen.
6: chicken tell me what i'm missing something now from, in the kitchen okay let me work on it okay for a second. this is taking too, way too long
3: throughout the COVID era few if any personalities have appeared on television more than dr peter hotez
5: dr hotez welcome to the show dr hotez thank you so much
6: for taking the time the hotez. dr hotez welcome back to the news hour
1: they call him dr hotep on no agenda <laughs> hotep hotep Oh, Like the other guy, the black guy on Twitter, yeah. it's on
4: Hotep. Hotep, who are about? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, why. that's right. I don't know who he is. Well, the Hotep, the that.
1: Hotep is like a. I mean, wasn't there a, wasn't there a movie called uh, Bubba Hotep with Bruce, yeah Bruce Campbell? Really? Yeah. So I don't know nothing about that. Okay, so there's a I movie called Bubba it. Hotep, and Bruce Campbell plays Elvis, who.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Who who faked his uh he faked his death. And he lives now in a in a retirement home under a false identity. I have never heard of this. Before and he in my lives life. with he lives with a guy, a black guy, who claims to be JFK, who's <laughs> who because JFK when they shot him or or when they shot JFK he, he, they salvaged his brain and, and implanted it into a black guy's body. Ah, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so this old black guy is JFK, and he lives. It's like I g yeah. Uh, dude, that movie is, is wacky. I haven't seen it in probably ten years, but I just remember We're ask RFK Jr. about that one. If he knows anything about that. What's the <laughs>
0: Uh
1: but the Hoteps are are um I mean there's a bunch of like there's all Hotep, I guess in general, most of the Hotep I've had a couple of the Hotep guys on this show and like Oh it's a uh, movement? Hotep. Okay. It, well yeah, and it's it's kinda like they believe that um that uh, in Egypt which i think there's a, a somewhat substantial amount of evidence to back this up that the pharaohs were uh, were kings and that um like there's like a, a lot of african royalty like and they they kind of started oh. egypt and stuff and okay. it's well, ba- not, I, yeah it, it's like basically um they're, they're, they they uh, historically they don't look at themselves as victims like um like the well, mainstream, like the mainstream uh that, i can respect tent, that yeah Yeah, exactly. I can
4: respect that because victimhood is only going to bring on more victimhood. If you believe yourself to be a victim, then you're going to have more to be a victim about. So that's not good. So I I respect him for that.
1: I follow the one dude.
4: I think I follow the main
1: Hotep on Twitter. Hotep Jesus and Uncle Hotep is pretty cool. Yeah, Bubba Hotep is a 2002 American comedy horror film. Starring Bruce Campbell as Elvis Presley, now resident in a nursing home. The film also stars Ozzie Davis as Jack, a black man who claims to be John F. Kennedy, explaining that he was patched up after the assassination, died black and abandoned. Okay.
4: <laughs> I thought he was. I big think I need to watch blade. that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think they, I they end up like that. fighting. It's like uh, like a like werewolves or vampires or something break into the that, makes home. It, yeah,
4: I, that makes it. Yeah, uh, that makes it make more sense with Bruce, Bruce Campbell then. Yeah, because I am a fan of Evil Dead and you know Army of Darkness, of course, but. Yeah. I never heard of that one.
1: Yeah. <coughs> Pretty wild shit. What did you think yeah, of the of uh that. when they brought back the, the TV show with uh Lucy Lawless and Bruce Campbell? It's like the um the Evil Dead like three season, four season TV show.
4: I think if I saw there was a TV show, then I would say, This is probably fucking stupid as shit. And I never watched it. I'm so fucking like, anal about stuff like that. I liked it okay <laughs> yeah. because it was actually Bruce Campbell, you know. Well, yeah, I never watched it. I can't say anything, but I see. I just I see remakes and stuff, and it pisses me off. I never watched any right. of these new. Well, remakes. they brought
1: the, they did they remade the Evil Dead movies, like that new one just came out. I, you know what? I, I, heard, I heard that like, was good. It was, uh, it was. I heard it was good. It was okay, yeah. but it, it was, it's it? um, it's yeah, they're they're actually a little too creepy for <laughs> for me. They they took. Well, out see, all the I thought I'm about bring-
4: I thought about bringing my son to it, but I don't know. He's only nine. He loves horror movies, so like I brought him to meet. Well, he right, he loves fucking Jason, and they had. Uh, it's like a comic con, but it, it, I think it's called something else. I forget what it's called. Come here, and it's not like he would love to meet to meet Kane, Kane Hodder, because of course Jason lives is his favorite by far, you know. But he you know, and Kane Hodder was in a bunch, he was in that and a bunch of other ones, but um, I don't remember the dude's name, but we met jason from part two so bag had jason one of them at least i know it was a couple guys that played them and i got my son a machete i bought it there it was 75 fucking dollars too but you know it meant a lot to him Mm -hmm. and we signed it he signed it uh to my son you know CA at camp or whatever so i had this machete i got i still gotta get a fucking a custom frame made for it but um i can't remember the used name it's something like a like a fancy sounding name I want to say like Chester Bennington, but, that's not it, but it's something weird. Like, not weird. I mean, I, of course, I know who that guy is, but it was something like fancy sound like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I can't think of what his Maybe name Maybe Chester the, Chester the Cheetah. The Cheetah I'll tell back. you,
4: I'll look, I'll look it up as I'm talking to you. Yeah, the guy, he played Jason from part two, the bad guy Jason, but he quit like partway through, but he's making like a name for himself. It's going around to these Comic-Cons, whatever. He played fucking Jason and my son loved it, so yeah. I let my son do it, so.
1: Dude, I rewatched so if, on Friday the Thirteenth uh, a couple months ago. They were playing Friday the Thirteenth, the original, in the theaters, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'd never seen it and just thought that I had, or or if I just forgot. But I was so pissed off that whole movie. There's no Jason throughout that whole movie. You don't. know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, I remember as a kid, but
4: yeah, when he when this dude asked my son what his favorite Jason was, what his favorite uh, you know number it was a you know which which one was your favorite. Luckily, my son, he was only eight at the time, eight years old, said he likes all of them because they go together and tell the story. So, you yeah. know. But, yeah, I know. It was all Jason's mom.
1: Yeah, that was. Shit, I, was
4: I was very upset. I well, think you know they, when I was upset? Yeah. When I was 13? When I was 13, I was uh, my stepfather brought me to go see Jason Goes to Hell. Right? it's like 93, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was playing on Friday the 13th at the movie theater. So we went there we had an earlier show in seven eight o'clock or whatever and it was a bad storm and uh the power went out so we couldn't go so we got rain check tickets we went back at 11 o'clock that night and saw it you don't fucking barely see jason then it's like a black guy eating a heart and then somebody else and some like fat cop (laughs) it's like jason goes to person to person what the fuck is this it would have been cool as fuck because the power went out too you know
1: man yeah, that's uh, – I don't know if I've ever had the power go out in a movie theater. That seems like it would be pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Waccamaw Pottery,
4: which is like a – it was an outdoor mall around here. Now it's like some rundown place that you might have like flea markets at every now and then. But back in the early 90s, it was actually like a mall. Mm. Yeah. I- it's the only time it's ever happened to me,
1: I think. Power going out. I've uh- – <sighs> I, I did. We, I name. was on a kayak, uh, this morning, like the last day we were on vacation. this morning.
4: Yeah. This morning.
1: Jesus, yeah. man. And, uh, and there, and there was a lightning strike like pretty close to the water. And I was like, that was, that was, <laughs> I don't know why a power outage reminded me of that, but I was like, that's a little dicey because it was like just light rain. And all of a sudden there's just this lightning strike and you're like, wow. Like, uh, I don't know what would happen. You know like, what? In a kayak, uh, in a kayak, would, <laughs> if the lightning hit the water right next to you. But I can't imagine it would be pretty uh, too good.
4: I don't think I'm ever going to go on a kayak again. Because she made us go on a kayak. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the Waccamaw River where I live. But that goes through both Carolinas. So we go on this kayak, these kayaks. <clears throat> these kayaks. I have my daughter with me and mine. And she has my son on hers. I guess my daughter, my daughter's seven now, so she was either six or five. So we we rode for like, I don't know if it's a mile, a couple miles. My arms are killing me. I wanted some water. We get to this little island, we get off, blah, blah, blah. And then we're walking around this little island for a while in a river, like a river island. Mm -hmm. And eventually we go back. Well, then I see on YouTube, this huge fucking, like it went viral. Some dude on the, the Waccamaw River, the same fucking river that I was on with my kids. And this alligator knocks him off into the water. Now, he didn't get eaten or anything, but he, it's on film. The alligator just jumps up. It's, but see, it's Where's Waccamaw the River what North. Of,
0: what <laughs> Exactly. Is this little creature from? <laughs> w-
4: Waccamaw River, North Carolina. I'm um, Waccamaw River, South Carolina. It's the same fucking river, though. And there's alligators. I'm never wow. fucking doing that shit again.
1: Never. Uh, hell no, dude. I don't think I've ever even seen an alligator or crocodile outside of the zoo.
4: Well, I haven't seen them either, but still, I know they're there. They yeah. could be, or they could be, they could be there, you know? Fuck that. All right. Yeah. So Jason from part two, Warrington Gillette is who we met. Nice guy. He quit. He actually quit the movie because he broke his ribs and got too fucked up. Well, but he is in the movie. If he signed also.
1: an autograph, would he be pendulant?
4: I don't know. He signed, he signed <laughs> his autograph on the, on, on the, I don't know what that means, but it's an autograph <laughs> on the machete. So it's like to Judge from Warrington Gillette ZA C.A. Camp ZA C.A. Camp,
0: whatever.
1: Oh, I don't know if he's caught it, but uh, um, when Fauci, Fauci's last time he testified, mm. uh, Rand Paul asked him uh, what his favorite brand of potato chips <laughs> was. Did he say Wow? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he said.
0: Where yeah. is Fauci wow. anyway?
1: Where's he hiding? We'll I know. don't know. The little Keebler elf, demon goblin, tell him to come hang out with us, dude. I, would you? Would you interview somebody like Hotes or Fauci if they agreed to come on your show? <sighs> Probably not, because I've turned down. <laughs> I mean, I, well,
4: if I can get away with pretending for a while, and then ask them some really good because they wouldn't answer them, they wouldn't answer any really good questions. Yeah. But I have turned down – I am proud of this. I've turned down, for me personally, to be interviewed, Washington Post, CNN, and uh, something else, one of those other be, – because they're the enemies. I'm yeah. not going fucking, to fucking go on
1: there. Yeah, what are they going to – And they're probably just they, going to try to get you in a, like, you know – Yeah, exactly. Just they, do and gotcha. it was
4: nothing It was nothing about me personally, but one was about – because it, it was on uh, – when they first started – shit, it wasn't true Social. It was uh, the other one that began with a P – before they got shut down, on parlor maybe. Yeah, I was on parlor and they and I got uh, <clears throat> what's it called? Uh, verified pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's when the Washington Post email or messaged me on Twitter. So I turned them down, but then another one with CNN trying to get a hold of me because I went to the gas station. This is like during <laughs> the first year, or second year of COVID, where gas was going like you couldn't get gas that much. The gas station by my house, you had a $25 cap and there was a sound on the gas pumps so cnn tried to get hold of me for that i i just ignored them somebody 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 tweeted
1: out a picture of the cap and then CNN. yeah (laughs) like
4: and they wanted they want to get they wanted to talk to me about it i ignored them and then another one was i don't i don't remember who the other one was it was more it was
1: a big it was a big one though good for you man that's uh that's yeah no i'm
4: not going on them they're a fucking enemy
1: i would have i would be so tempted just to troll them just, like, just give them a bunch of like, just bullshit or sarcastic answers. Like, I don't know if I... Maybe I could have,
4: but I just... No, nah, I just didn't even want to... I'm not even going to converse with you. Yeah, you know what I, mean? uh, like, that's probably, I think you made the right choice there. Because some, somebody uh, tweeted at me like, Hey, Jamie, CNN's trying to get a hold of you. I was like, CNN? No, thanks. <laughs> I'm not fucking talking to them.
1: Yeah. Fuck them. them I
4: mean, they're, ru- they're ruining everything. They're, they are the enemy. They are part, they are part of the enemy.
1: Yeah, they've been. are under new management, everything. but I can't imagine they'll ever. I mean, they're they're not gonna. No. Best case scenario, they'll just be like another Fox News, you know, bullshit outfit. What exactly? Bullshit. No matter what, it's all
4: bullshit. All owned by the same people. Yep. Or people with the same goals, same agendas. I don't want no part. No part of that. You know. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I say uh, that my voice sounds like Alex Jones right now. It's cuz I'm drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes, but <laughs>
0: I'm drinking beer. beer, beer, beer,
4: beer. <laughs> I like beer, beer. Beer, beer,
0: ain't <laughs> drinking beer. Cigarettes.
1: I've I'm um cigarettes. <laughs> I I I know I already asked you this, but it's something that is still weighing on my mind is I guess like well, let me re I guess let me re- let me re- ask the question in a different way. Um not just with the like the awakening going on with vaccines because they overplayed their hand with that covid vaccine and people are starting to look into the older ones but just it, not just vaccines aside just in general are you how's your how's your optimism level at when it comes to the future and and where we're headed because uh, like as a dad it's something i think about more and more like it's like the trajectory of the uh socio-economic and and the, the tyranny meter like how do you How do you think things are going? Do you think, like, we're moving the needle in the right direction? uh, We're trying. Yeah.
4: We're trying. It's hard. I agree it's hard. It's hard. You know, like, I never even wanted kids until I had them, you know, and, and of course, it wouldn't change anything for the world, but I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, and it scares the fucking shit out of me. I have a niece, my brother's daughter, who's 13. She came to our show two weeks ago. Has a friend that had, like, the uh, breast surgery, gave her a binder. Her friend is, uh, oh, and my, my niece claims to be non binary, and oh, I like don't you know where she's getting this shit. She says she has a friend that, well, see, her, her mother, though, my brother and her, and her mom broke up a long time ago. Like, hmm. actually, her mother fucked my brother over. She had her other boyfriend in there that we thought was a friend while she was having my brother's baby, you know? So she she was fucked up a long time ago, but she's a lesbian now. But see, I remember, <laughs> see, I used to be married. And I remember her coming over. Her mom wouldn't even let her, her grandmother, sorry, she was raised by her grandmother. Her grandmother wouldn't even let her watch uh, Harry Potter, right? And I remember I was married to a high school teacher. Not that I went to high school with. She, she was, I, I, you know, what, long story, but we were, I was only married for I didn't want to get married. I got drunk as shit before as we were getting married because that's what she wanted. But anyway, she was a high school teacher, and she went to college, and her, um one of her favorite, one of her favorite fucking, um, what do you call them? What are the teachers in, in college called? <laughs> uh, professors. One of our favorite professors was a flaming ass homosexual. Back then, like well, not that I care now either. I don't care what anybody does. Yeah. But she loved this guy, and he's like flaming, yeah, you know, flaming ass gay. Whatever. <laughs> I never cared. I never gave a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my brother's girlfriend. This is before they even had a kid. This I was in my twenties, and she's like, "Well, this is when uh." What's her name? That wrote Harry Potter? Like said something about Dumbledore was actually gay. she's like she was bitching about it. She never even watched it, but she was <laughs> bitching about Dumbledore. Oh, that's great role model. Blah blah. Well, turn, she turns out to be a lesbian later on. You know, <laughs> so she's dating these butch at these butch ass girls that look like guys. I don't judge her. I'm not judging anybody. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I was nice to her, the one girlfriend I saw at her daughter's birthday party, but now her daughter, my brother's daughter, they share custody, claims to be non-binary. And she told my kid, my son, not my kids, my son, who's a little younger than her, that she gave her a that her friend gave her a binder. Her friend that had top surgery. What the fuck is going on? I want you to look at yourself in the mirror right now, because this is the last time you're gonna be looking this gay in your whole life. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Now, I don't I hope it's not in our school. I mean, maybe it's in our schools as in kids talking, but I live in fucking South Carolina. It's a pretty redneck state. I don't see it being anything. The schools are pushing, but maybe kids in the certain
1: schools. teachers, I think, are pushing it.
4: Maybe, um, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe, uh, but it also, the fuck also out all of me, these know.
1: kids are are on TikTok and all the social media. Like it, it's kind of oh. like a mind virus that is on social media, not just on uh, <clears throat> yeah in schools. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, honestly, it all comes from the whole uh, depopulation point because, I don't know if you remember seeing recently. I made a video about it too. My video was called. um same old song and dance. Now, my, my video was about recently with the, at this, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Warren Buffett thing, um, mm-hmm. Berkshire Hath- Hathaway, where that guy, like, got arrested for calling out Warren Buffett saying that you shouldn't, you know, you should step down as the head guy or whatever because Bill Gates. Well, you know, Warren Buffett's got some shit in his closet too. He was the number one funder of Larry King from the franken cover up, even went to the gay bar with him. When he was, he was crowned queen of this gay bar, Larry King from Berkshire Hathaway, but that was in the eighties. So I guess I forget about that. But this guy says that Bill Gates or the Gates Foundation was the ones were funding and I knew they were funding education and stuff. I knew they were funding trying to get this homeschool shit. You know, they're funding a lot of this. Gender ideology as well. I didn't know that until then, but it makes a lot of sense because
1: they're yeah, sterilizing population, and it's also <clears throat> like the next step towards transhumanism.
4: Yeah, Exactly, trans transhuman. If you if you can trans to another gender, they're going to eventually get you to trans to uh, cyborg. A robot. And cyborg, then, and yes. it's also
1: it's also going yeah, moving towards uh, birth, making a lot more roadblocks and hurdles to birth. Making it uh, mm-hmm. where you can choose the baby's gender ahead of time. It's going to be test tube babies. Yes. Grown, and test they're, they're going to get rid just of just like not,
4: just like fucking um Brave New World.
1: Yep. Yeah, that,
4: you, you know, you couldn't say mother. You couldn't ask who your mother was. That was insulting in Brave New World. You know, you ask for who your birthing person is. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> man. It's sad. Yeah. It scares me. It scares me. Yeah. But my hope. My only hope is that a lot of people are seeing it now, you know, because like, especially the last three years, uh,
1: you got to admit a lot more people are like, What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's it's astonishing because now, and it's it's caused not just the COVID vaccine and the lockdowns caused people to take a closer look at climate change that I know like that would take it for granted, yeah, like exactly. Lockdowns, and now people are looking at uh, 9 11 because and uh, um, yeah and people that Everything. were you know, at the time were supported the Iraq war. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think it's it's kind of like what you were saying earlier how like, you know, the, the best year of your life is also the worst year of your life. I think on yeah. a global scale it's like the the worse things get, the more people wake up, which in the long run is a good thing. So
4: yeah, because there's a lot more of us than them. We I, I mean, I was here of a critical mass and I if there's, if there are 8 billion, you know, I've, I've wondered, they say the population is like 8 billion. How the fuck do we know? They could just be, that, I don't trust always, anything.
1: Dude, that's what yeah. I was say like, because, okay, think about it. if you're trying to keep the population about half a billion, 500 million is what you want the global population at. And what if you yeah. succeed at that? Then you're gonna tell the 500 million people on the planet that there's actually eight billion of them, or vice
0: versa. We don't. We have yeah. no clue. Yeah, yeah. we have,
4: like everything we've been told is fucking lies. Yeah, I don't believe a goddamn thing. I don't <laughs> know if the truth is everything, but I know if I hear it, not to, not not necessarily believe it. I'll consider right, right, it. Right, right, yeah. I'll consider it. You know, I don't fucking know. But yes, I do know that they do they do want less of us, and they don't want us to reproduce. So if they can sterilize your kids in some certain way with it, whether chemically or you know. Surgically, yep. Then there you go, because there's no going back after that. And these kids, you know, in my day, I'm a little older than you, but in my day, uh, we would, like I'm covered in tattoos. Yes, I pierced. I had my nipples pierced. Nipple piercing, saying until we to the hospital in April. They're the last ones. Everything else came up. I had my lip pierced, my fucking eyebrows, my tongue, all over my ears and shit. My nipples. I don't have a piercing now at all. But we would pierce each other. We would tattoo each other. We didn't chop each, each other's dicks off or anything, but they're doing that now. They're doing it now. I don't regret it because it's not a big deal. You know, I may have big holes in my ears. That I could never heal unless I sewed them back together because I had plugs. But my, my friend Bradley's are much worse because he had like one and a half inch plugs. I only had half inch plugs. So right. they do not even that bad. But he does not even care. He doesn't even sew them together. He didn't chop his dick off, though. He did not chop his dick off.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole off. other step. Um,
4: oh, my God. And then you get away. I look at myself in 1990. I had Metallica hair. I had a mullet, but it wasn't a mullet back then. It was, I was from Boston originally. It was a hockey haircut. I didn't even know what a mullet was. I looked like Lars in the back of the Andress for All video. I mean, uh, th- <laughs> uh, album. Yeah. You know, he had the, 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 the kind of parted hair in the front and and then like long hair in the back. That's what I looked like. I was 10, though. It looked ridiculous.
0: But, you know,
4: I didn't chop my dick off. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah. Or, or the girls getting their arms chopped, the arm meat chopped and making a fake weenus that doesn't do anything. Oh
1: God, I hate seeing those pictures. Those I know, man. Ridiculous. And
4: you can't, exactly. You can't even see 508. I think that was my, I think 508 was my fucking, uh, area code. I'm from, I was born in Framingham, Mass. And then I lived in, uh, all over, but the last place I lived was, um, uh, Bellingham, Mass
1: which I think was 508 also, by Blackstone, until we moved, until we moved down here. Hey, Will in the That's chat like, is asking, what happened to the Georgia Guidestones? I had
4: nothing to do with that. I, I made a joke about it two years ago where I farted, and I farted them down. It's in a video of mine called, uh, fuck, what's that video called? What was the video called? Uh, uh, I think Lockstep. I remember this. A, a video I made called Lockstep, yeah. And I farted them down because I did visit them with my kids and everything. I spit on them. Hot
1: loogie on him, but yeah, I saw there
4: was the video. Alex of Jones there. pissing on him.
1: <laughs> no,
4: well, yeah, no, but I couldn't
1: piss on him. No, I, I, I am there. curious though. Like, was that? Um, I think it was, was an inside like, job, honestly. Yeah, it seemed like somebody. It's and they it seemed, and then they took it down like right away, within hours. They yeah, took exactly.
4: It. You know, so either it was an inside job to try to pound on somebody, which doesn't seem to be true as much because they haven't tried to. Or that maybe they didn't need it anymore because when I made a video about it, they, about they got keys. us down to
1: five hundred million, and they're telling us there's still a bunch of us. Well, maybe that, or
4: maybe <laughs> what, I don't know what the sign was, but they were set, like, I made a video a while ago called I don't know where it is. It's all over the place. It's probably on Rumble, Roxvin, I don't know, but it's called Once Upon a Time in Georgia. And I read some weird ass fucking shit that was about the fucking uh the uh time machine, not time machine, but uh. Whatever you call that thing, where you where you bury something for a certain amount of years, oh, time capsule. Thank you. Yeah, time capsule, and it said something about, um yeah, it said we love you, hey, man. I don't know, man. It was like all like hysterical. I don't. I have to watch that video again, but I, there's some weird shit with it, though. Is he saying there's they got taken down it. at
1: three thirty three a.m. Really?
4: Yeah. I mean, that it, it, I just there's something about
1: it that kind of like freaks me something out. Something was bit, weird about but, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's almost like maybe enough people were – I don't know. This doesn't make much sense either, but maybe enough people were calling that attention to them that they're like, let's just get rid of these because it's, you know, given us – Maybe that because that, that one – It, it, it was- brought it – it kind of like brought it back into the news, which was kind of –
4: Yeah, think and then it was forgotten about.
1: It. Yeah, I don't know. But weird.
4: I've been there. I've, I don't know. Have you been there? I've not, no. I think, honestly, when we visited Tennessee, I think we drove there way out of the no no not tennessee we, we went to uh stone mountain georgia outside of atlanta and stayed for a few days in a yurt and it was out of the way and it was in the middle of fucking nowhere to get there it took hours to get there and there was cameras set up there are there were cameras but there was other people there so i mean there's people visiting it and stuff so i just spit on it i couldn't piss on it or anything but <laughs>
1: yeah. i wanted to mm.
4: <laughs> definitely
1: yeah it's a weird uh Definitely a weird little, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is it, what is it, what's that called um, when they have to tell you what their plans are? Kind of absolve them of some kind of karmic. I don't know what it's
4: called, but they. Do, I know they do that, and they do it a
1: lot of times. Like they laugh it off. Like,
4: yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, like when Bill yeah.
1: Gates says uh, we need to lower the population to stop CO two emissions, and the best way to do that is uh-huh. new vaccines. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I and mean, they tell us. And then people go, no, so, well, you know, like that's
4: that's a conspiracy theory. Then they make up some bullshit. Well, you know, the more, the healthier you are with more vaccines the more, you live long, you know, You'll more people to have
1: with. less kids. That was the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, uh, people I like, I'm friends with will defend Bill Gates and they go, and we are like, well, that's because you have less kids if you're healthy. Yeah, obviously, if you fucking take a needle, if you <laughs> go ahead. It <I'm> like, <laughs> how- <laughs> makes no sense. Well, if you, you know, it you know makes no
4: sense. It, it, you vaccinate your kids; it makes you pull out more. <laughs> yeah. Obviously,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know it lowers that? your sperm count, maybe. Because yeah, I know I didn't use a condom.
4: I'm not going to use a condom, but I pull out. You know what I mean? And it works the same. Same, 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 uh, same idea.
1: Oh, dude, condoms are the worst thing. I'd rather get vaccinated. Why than Why would a I use that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I used to be a rock star in my own mind. Did I ever use condom? Fuck no.
4: Did any girl ever want me to use one? Fuck no. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. So no. Pulling out works, and if you vaccinate your babies, Wait. obviously you're gonna pull out more.
1: Okay, so in the I just this this raises a question. In the a worldview of of uh, <laughs> terrain theory, how does that explain STDs? Well, I, I I don't know exactly,
4: but I I like certain STDs still happen, but I think it's all right as far as like. Dr. is his book may be a good goodbye germ theory, but basically, yeah, I guess more more or less virus. But I don't know because see, there's lots of points of use There's lots of different points of views for that because some some people will say that bacteria doesn't cause anything. So mm. I don't know exactly, but I know the basic premise is if you see a dog, right, if say say you see a dead dog or a dead animal, right, you can see a lot of um, maggots on it. So it's like blaming the maggots for killing the dog. Oh when I so-, so yeah, so you say you have a lot of trash on say there's a, um uh what do you call it? Like a dumpster strike or with the trash guys that drive around and pick up your trash, whatever that's called. A strike, right? You're gonna start getting Ridgeman? more rats. What's it called? Garbage man? I don't know. I don't know what the word would be,
1: but <laughs> said, uh, there's the a
4: strike. Right, right. Uh whatever it's called. There's a strike. And your, your trash isn't being picked up. You got this garbage on the street. And they start seeing more rats, more rats. It's like blaming the rats for the garbage. So you start killing the rats to fix the problem instead of cleaning up the garbage. Because some, some point of view of this is that there are these microbes that come from within. They're ubiquitous. They come from within yourselves to clean up the dead matter and material within your body.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So... It's more of a correlation than a causation. There's no, there's no proof of causation with a lot of this. Bacteria are there doing their job, mm-hmm. cleaning up this junk. Now, I, I may not know as much about sexually transmitted disease. I've been lucky in that point, I guess. Even with that condoms, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. basically, my main concern with it all is that it's ignored, yeah, and centered. And I think there needs to be a conversation. And there needs to be a debate. I'm not an expert at it. I've just heard lots of experts. And they make a lot more sense to me, but it just needs to be debated from, you know, people that actually know more than I do. I'm a
1: fucking retard. Um, what am I talking about? You know? Yeah. And I just. It, I, I retard genius, But I, still, I, I could see it being <laughs> like, um. I mean, like, I don't know. I I definitely think terrain theory is a huge factor that gets completely overlooked. And at the very least, exactly. it's got to be like a mix of the two uh, schools. Of I mean, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll
4: consider that. I will, but I, like I said, I'm not. A, I'm not an expert at it.
1: Right. Um but if it anybody has it's any questions, like, um, the two alternating was it? The, it reminds me terrain theory versus was it just called virus germ theory? theory. Germ. It's theory. called germ theory. Germ theory. Yeah. So like the, it's it almost reminds me of the different the competing currents where Tesla and Edison had their own electricity and they went with uh, Edison's.
0: Exactly.
4: That's what they always do,
0: dude. Yeah. That's
4: exactly what they always do. Same with um. Like the paper industry and hemp. Yep. You now you can get so much more paper from hemp. And, it and grows I've also way heard faster. that hemp. Yeah. Yeah. And hemp grows fast. Oh, it replaces the trees quicker. I mean, not trees, but it grows quicker. It would replace itself quicker than the trees do, of course. Yeah. All that. Um, and that seems to be something that happens over and over again where, you know, people that are in it for the money will put down the other side and, you know, lobby for it to be illegal somehow or censored or whatever. But if anybody has any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter because the guy, a guy that would know more than I do, Dr. Treving, will be back at my house in eight days. He's either going to be here Thursday or Friday next week. The author of Goodbye, Jeremy Theory. If you have questions, you can hit me up on
1: Twitter, and I'll try to remember to ask him. That's uh, at Jamie Deluxe, D-L-U-X. Jamie and uh, DeluxeNation.com. Yeah, Deluxe Nation. I still right. have it.
4: I know because they just fucking charged me. I was like, God damn, you can only wait till next week till I get paid. <laughs> yeah. so you gotta pay every month for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know. I the web hosting bills and. Oh, I know. All, right, all that stuff's annoying. Everything adds up. I mean, I get a little on Patreon, but. I think everything that I have to do all the shit adds up a little bit more than I make anymore. So Linktree, I used to make more.
1: Linktree banned you, but Patreon hasn't. That's interesting.
4: Yeah. Hey, don't jinx me. Yes. <laughs> so I can make a lot of Patreon. I make a little over 200 you know. Yeah. So that, I mean, but I used to make, I used to almost get 700 a month until I got, like,
1: fucking banned from YouTube the first time, and then I started losing people. So we're, compar- we're all, comparatively. Yeah. What's your... You know? uh, where, where, where would you recommend is the best place to go watch your videos? The BitChute, Rumble? You'd- I
4: would say just, it, well, if you go to deluxenation.com, na- because I up, I upload to YouTube again, of course. So YouTube, Rumble, Rockfin, um, BitChute, Bandai Video, which is InfoWars.
1: That's right. Twitter. I forgot you're on band though, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm on band
4: video. The fucked up thing, I can't I don't know how many subscribers I have there though. I I, I only know how many people watch my videos. And sometimes it's yeah. like 120,000. sometimes it's like three thousand. I don't know. Then there's also Odyssey I think it one Odyssey's more. pretty Facebook good. They have there.
1: a good interface.
4: Yeah, I mean I I upload everything there. I only have like nine hundred.
1: Yeah, they don't have a lot of eyeballs there. in Odyssey, but it's a good they I don't they need, whatever Rumble's doing, they need to Take a page out of Odyssey, yeah. Here, I mean, is I only have, have like, uh, like I don't know how many of Odyssey. Maybe a thousand, but yeah. half the time on Rumble, I can't get the video to load. Rumble, it's like a bit, yeah. shoot. <laughs> bit shoot, like it doesn't. Yeah.
4: dude, I've been on bit shoot since twenty seventeen, since I started making videos. So I've been on there almost six years, oh, no, over six years now, and some of my older videos just don't work. They won't work at all. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate them because most of my most of my work is there, most of it.
1: Yeah, Matthew Buddha's is, is there now too. After YouTube banned him, I love him. He's done some good stuff on the on the bit, on the bit shoot and the uh, I don't know what else is. <laughs> well, the problem is a lot of these things. I don't have every
4: I don't have every video on everything. I think the closest you, you can get to my whole collection would would be bit shoot, but I don't know what works. Some of the old ones don't work. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter works now. I upload everything on Twitter. Now I do.
1: Yeah, Twitter updated their uh, what's it the time limit thing on the videos, which is cool.
4: If I if I upload from my desktop, I can
1: upload up to two hours at least on
4: Twitter. So I, I've been uploading a lot of old documentaries that I didn't make, but that, that I've used for uh, research. Nice, because <laughs> it needs to be out there.
1: Well, yeah, man, you're doing you're doing good. I've for years now, I've been seeing you do like some really cool shit, and uh, I just never stop. Is well, so
4: I'm not. I may slow down, but I have this injury I'm dealing with. So hopefully within hopefully within the next four to five weeks, the shit will be handled. Yeah, because I know we're going to Raleigh August 29th. Not because of me, because she asked me if I would go. And I, th- I agree to it as long as there's no fucking bullshit COVID restrictions. If they're going to try to test me for anything, I will not. Raleigh, North Carolina? I, I, yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina. We're going to see, um, Alice Cooper, Ooh. Rob Zombie Filter, and Ministry. Cause oh, I love, I like Ministry, although yeah. Ministry,
1: weirdly enough, was on the wrong side of the whole COVID thing, even though they were.
4: Were yeah. they? Were they? Yeah,
1: those were the 9-11 guys back in the day. And then it turns out yeah. they were like wanting all their, uh, a that's lot of push, push. bands were,
4: and it's, it's pitiful. It's yeah. pitiful, man. I, that's why I saw, like, I said, the most punk rock bands, like, in 2020 were, like, fucking Right Said Fred and fucking, like, uh, you know, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Those guys. Yeah. Uh, Ian Brown from the Stone Roses. And I, I one of my old bands covered a Stone Roses song. The guy from the Verve, even my reggae band now covers a Verve song. So, uh, one of the guys from UB40. They got who got kicked out of the band. Yeah, uh, what my band? Of course, we cover a couple of their songs, but then uh, I don't know. It's just weird seeing seeing everything inverted. It really is.
1: Yeah, the punk rock guys, like uh, Blueberry from Behind the Schemes, was pointing out uh, on our Battle of the Douchebags. who brought uh, Jello Biafra.
4: Oh God, what a douchebag! Yeah. And like, you <laughs> know, I still love, I still like some old Dick entities, but God, what a fucking douchebag!
1: Sorry, Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh god! I've heard anything recent
4: because I, uh, <laughs> I I figured it would be bad.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What a uh, douchebag. Yeah, man. Dude, last time I was in North Carolina, I was in Asheville, and there was this outdoor, completely open air outdoor garden, and they had masks Asheville's everywhere. bad. They had masks. They they had masks required yeah. signs all over for an outdoor yep. garden. I was like, blow me! I did, I'm not going in there. Dude, if I turned around and walked went- back to the <laughs> pinball
4: museum. Last cabin we stayed in, it was actually on the border of Tennessee. Like, uh, we were saying, this is probably 2021, I would guess. It was called Zion, North Carolina. Uh, north, like north, the northern part of North Carolina, but like right on the the Tennessee border. We would drive less than a mile over the Tennessee border Mm -hmm. and there was this little practice place called, I think it was called Sharpies. And that was the first place I saw with no mask anywhere, not none of the servers, none of that shit, right? Right. Wear a mask, nothing. They didn't say anything. I loved it. We went to Boone. Oh my god, it was horrible. They're trying to make us wear masks to walk to our seats to a fucking uh to go eat dinner or whatever. We went to Grandfather Mountain, which I've been to many times. It's like a mile above sea level, you can walk over this bridge. To go up there and walk over the bridge outside. They required masks. I was like, fuck this. Me and my son went back to the parking lot. I'm like, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. It's so stupid and retarded, I'm not doing yeah. it. I'm not going to play the charade. Get those
6: fucking babies vaccinated. (laughs) I am at risk. (laughs) The
4: the more you play the charade, the more it goes on. So I refuse to play it. And I'm sorry. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. Fuck you.
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) I'll tell you this. this I meant to do this. You do not know (laughs) what you are talking about. (laughs) What's
5: going on? Wow.
4: Uh, I mean, yeah. I had to think mother, I had to think other people were thinking the same thing. I could not play along. I don't give a shit what people think about me. I don't want to be at the store anyway. Number one.
6: Yeah. If I'm married, it's because cool
4: I had shit. to be. I was having anxiety. I have anxiety either or. Now I can have anxiety being there with no mask on when all the shit was happening. And at least I felt like I was doing something right. Mm. Or I can have anxiety with a mask on and feel like a retard. So, so, I well, I so, you get those freaking
1: microplastics in, in microfibers in your lungs from wearing the mask, plus your own bacteria. You're exactly. getting, you get bacteria and ammonia. You're, you're fucking you're, retarded. You're, you're better off smoking a fucking pack of cigarettes in a day than wearing a mask. I'm doing before. that. Yeah. I
4: even said that. Well, I smoke too much to worry about covering my face when I'm not smoking. So, yeah. no, I'm not. There's just no way why wanted to put this fucking dirty thing in my fucking pocket. Those studies that and throw uh, it on smoking my face?
1: The, the the studies that smoking cigarettes actually helped prevent you from contracting COVID made me feel it was crazy. all ridiculous. I smoked cigarettes cool. weed
4: back to yeah. back. I smoke yeah. it back to back. I don't give a shit. That's my excuse. I don't. Know. I'm not. know. i do not have an excuse. And people say like you know, uh, I didn't. I mean, I worked the whole. I don't work with customers though. But I worked the whole time. All that shit. Like we didn't. I work at a car lot. We never closed down or anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Other yeah. Places, dude. Well, yeah, well, I was working at a liquor store uh for the well, first ch- that. the first chunk of COVID and we're in a sti- <laughs> we're an essential business, so we never shut down for anything.
4: Yeah, you need like that bullshit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> for real, man. God, it was bullshit. The only place the only yeah, ironically, the only places that I would have trouble were head shops. I was gonna get Kratom. I'm gonna fight with this dude at the fucking knees. I get to, he's a sci- a
1: fat scientist and a fat doctor. Knew everything, you know, well, at the head shop. I had no idea what that place was, man. I walked into one of those things looking to get my dick sucked. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, well, I, I, I thought you guys. I, I, he he might have done that. He might have done that, you too. if I wore a head, ass, head shop. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I, uh, that's a uh, That was a lie. But it would have been funny <laughs> if that really happened. Well, you can buy Kratom at head shops around here
4: yeah, or or like a pipe to smoke marijuana out of. You just can't say it's for marijuana, but obviously it is.
1: Yeah, those. Horrible. I love the snuff bullets too. Like, yeah, can I get a snuff bullet? It's definitely so I can snort tobacco out of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> can I get some
4: uh, whippets? I mean, uh, what's it called? Whip, whip cream? co two cartridges, please. <laughs> in, in
1: Gatlinburg at the uh, record store I worked at. In, uh, in I Cherokee, love North Carolina is right by there. I love, I love Cherokee. That's where my favorite waterfall is,
4: Mingo the, Falls. You ever been they, there?
1: Yes. Yeah, dude, Cherokee's great. I the, love the, it. The casino up there's a little depressing. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, it's, uh I mean, it's still cool because it's a casino, but also it's like it's all the, you know, locals there just sit. You can tell they've spent every day for the last 20 years <laughs> that, that slot machine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was I was um, it, it, when I was working at the record store up there, as soon as those checks were clear every every month, the government checks from the Native Americans, they would come across mm. from Cherokee to Gatlinburg from the reservation and spend like 400, 500, 600 bucks on just whippets. Like, multiple Because <laughs> we would sell the like the cracker, the balloon, the whole thing, and the, and the cartridges. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. I, I still
4: got a canister somewhere. Where I had the canister. <laughs> I've used the balloon, but I think the canister were better. It's I haven't had the wall in a while. Friend,
1: dude. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you don't have to, I mean, every now and then, at least, I don't think there's anything wrong with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better than fucking air duster, that's for sure.
4: I've never done that. Is that don't ever do air <laughs> I have a can of work. I've thought about it, but
1: I haven't. No, so. no, I know people that have died from that shit. That shit is so bad for you. That just yeah. puts holes in your brain, literally. That stuff is so bad. Yeah, yeah. I, they, know, I, haven't, I haven't done whippets in a while, though. Whippets are a much cleaner high for sure. The problem is my canister, I lost
4: the part you put your lip on, so it was just like metal. I don't really care, but, you know, I just haven't, I haven't thought about it. I have thought about it when I've been in a head shop and seen them.
1: Getting kratom, but I haven't bought them at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to, th- yeah, I guess I've I haven't had kratom in a while. It started giving me there's different ones, but it started making me nauseous. Kratom did like I'd get. A you know dude. what?
4: Green kratom, green kratom would make me nauseous. Yeah. Now when I was in the hospital for four days in April, I didn't have anything, so I I did go from I I always get the powder and I mix it with uh, orange juice because mm, I don't yep. feel like the I don't feel like the capsules work as good. Now what I'll do now is I'll drink not even a whole like not a, not like a whole bottle, but I would mix it into a bottle of orange juice, shake it up, and I would do it, I was doing like three a day. Now I don't even drink a whole one a day. I will drink like two thirds of one a day, just for pain and whatever. But yeah, I, I usually do white because green made me sick. Yeah, green green would give me made me throw up. I usually threw up from green.
1: I got so at work when, when I was working in a kitchen, this, the dude. Uh, Canada was his nickname. He brought in a bunch of the crate, green kratom, and he put it in a water bottle for me. I didn't see how much he put in, but dude, I drank that whole thing. He was just putting the powder, and within yeah. 15 minutes, I was just sweating and I could barely stand up. Yeah, and you up. puke
0: it out. Yeah, I could
1: barely stand up. I was like, I was like, I gotta, I clocked out because <laughs> like my manager knew like we just take kratom, so he's like, Jesus Christ, guys, he's like, get it together.
2: <laughs> I clocked I out. I
1: was like, I gotta sit down. And I just sat down, like, in the, not quite the fetal position, but just kind of, like, with my head in my lap, practically, just trying not to. I never did puke, but I was, like.
4: Oh, I did. I, I couldn't could stand times. up.
1: I was just, like, just drenched in sweat, and I was almost to the point where I felt like I was going to pass out, dude. Yeah, I was, like, Ugh.
4: Oh, it's nasty. Yeah, it tastes like shit. It tastes like complete <laughs> shit. But as long as I do white or red, but I prefer what? Excuse me. White. You know what I found recently? Not recently, but I get it every now and then in yellow, which is pretty good too. I, but I usually get white. As long as I do white, I'm fine. And I really did go from three bottles, mix a day to knife and whole bottle. Like, I just take a little bit now. So it lasts me a lot longer. But I didn't have it for four days at the hospital. So
1: I like, um, I don't know. I just like some good old-fashioned edibles, some weed edibles over crack. I would
4: like some of those, too. I don't ever get them. It's not legal here. I don't know if it's legal in Tennessee.
1: No, well, they. I mean, they have the Delta 8 and Delta 9 edibles. Well, we have that, too.
4: You know what? My band swears by it, but I've never – I mean, I think I've smoked it with people, but I was already high, so I couldn't really tell, but I've never had it personally. But they swear I mean, by that for, shit. You,
1: there's Most of the gas stations here, for $2, you can get a 50-milligram a edible that'll put you on – two of those will put you on your ass for the day. They, they do, get I mean. they get
4: the gummies and shit like that. I need to yeah. try that. But- yeah,
1: the gummies the gummies aren't bad. It's uh the Delta Nine I think is a, bo- a more uh, a cleaner extraction. I think the Delta Eight might be a little chemically, uh, but it's all imp- swear it's by all hemp it. derived. Yeah, it works. It's it definitely it's not as good of a high as like an actual like good sh- weed strain high. Uh, yeah, but is it's, it's de- it works. I mean, you get stoned. I mean, you can for for ten bucks at a gas station, you will get like a total green out like like where you sh- should not be operating having heavy machinery, probably wouldn't be able to nice. try level high. <laughs> like, <laughs> I you try that. Yeah. Like I just get like, there's not regular weed. The regs ain't around
4: anymore, but I, I, I have a good deal from somebody. That, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's home. I don't know who grows it, but I don't know the name or nothing. not. Like it's just like weed Right. from the same chick for years now. So, and she's never let me down. So I'm pretty good there, but I, I just, wouldn't mind trying it for just for something a little extra, you know?
1: Yeah, I like I I like the edibles. I'll say that. That would be nice. I just smoked some of this weed. Well,
4: actually, no. I'm a guitar player. This is a long story, but whatever. I got hooked up, and this is a lot better. I just don't know the name, but I did get hooked up because he got hooked up. It's a long story. (laughs) But I smoked it while we were doing our, our stream. I already smoked it. Let's smoke some more in a minute.
1: Oh, well, that wasn't that long of a story at all.
4: No, I don't even know what I'm talking about, honestly. So, But it smells delicious.
0: Uh, I guess it's oh God, I'm talking too. to myself. Side effect of the marijuana poisoning. <laughs> oh, I'm too high to drive.
4: I, just, I don't want to go anywhere anyway. Mostly because I'm lazy. So, not too yeah.
1: high. The, the Bill Hicks joke, It's like, let's say you got into a car accident on weed, you're only going two miles an hour.
4: I'd run a lot better on weed. Is all I'm saying. You know, I'm so much more stressed out if I'm Shit, not. We
1: hit something. You forgot to open the garage <laughs> door, man. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, well, Jamie, dude, thanks for hanging. Uh, what, what else? Anything else we need to cover before we wrap this puppy up?
4: I think we're pretty good. I, we went a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, I didn't think I had it in me. I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again for hanging, dude. And, and uh, yeah, deluxnation.com, D L U X. All
4: right. Well, thanks a lot for having me. Dude, um, yeah. Hopefully, in the future, we'll do it again.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, if you, I, um, if you, when you have that interview uh, next week, uh, maybe I'll, I'll send I'll def- yeah, send it to me. I'll definitely put it out on the Mastodon and uh, the Fediverse and awesome. Twitter and all that because I'm I'm excited to see that. Cool, yeah, dude. man. All right, a well, man. And, uh, me. Yeah, you're a legend, brother. I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk to you. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, before too long again. And uh, thanks again, dude. You're just like I said, keep doing what you're doing. Never stop. Keep kicking ass, taking names, and fighting the new— I was going to say fighting the New World Order, but now I'm— <laughs> I, I was trying to work in wild potato chips in there somewhere, but uh, it didn't well, happen. Wow, you know, yeah. we
0: don't have that luxury wow. anymore. Now we're just wow. constipated. Wow. So. wow. 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 <laughs> uh, take it <laughs> easy, <laughs> man. <laughs> have a great Thanks night. Thanks for having me. You too. Peace. And, uh, episode Thanks,
4: 200
1: coming up next week. I don't know what I'm going to do for it. Got to figure something out. Big 20.
3: Y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. Everybody knows that that, I mean. Throughout the COVID era. Few, if any, personalities have appeared on television more than Dr. Peter Hotez.
6: Dr. Hotez, welcome to the show. Dr. Hotez, thank you so much for taking the time. Dr. Hotez, welcome back to the News Hour.
3: He has forcefully advocated the most authoritarian and destructive measures from lockdowns.
5: We may have to go through that full lockdown. Intensify uh, social distancing control. Social isolation, absolutely mandatory. Mask mandates. Too many people are
3: defiant of masks. And most of all to inject all of humanity with experimental pharmaceutical products.
5: Vaccine mandates. Every kid over the age of 12, not only we're going to fully vaccinate the American people, but vaccinate planet, vaccinate the entire world. You have to aggressively vaccinate. There's no real option here. Vaccinate the Southern Hemisphere, vaccinate the African continent, South Asia and Latin America. You know, we're looking at up to eight, nine billion doses. Let's go vaccinate the African people. The security of the country depends on getting everybody vaccinated.
3: Hotez has received countless honors and awards from local restaurants to the American Medical Association and the city of Houston, where he now resides.
5: Hereby proudly proclaim this day, November 25th, 2021, as Dr. Peter Hotez, day in the city of Houston.
3: He is even nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. As this investigation will reveal, Peter Hotez has spent decades cozying up to powerful interests in the pharmaceutical industry, billionaire foundations, and the U.S. government. He has treated the world as a laboratory, exploiting every opportunity to undermine regulation and test new drugs on unsuspecting populations, precisely the opposite of the image of public health servant that he projects. In 1989, Hotez's first postdoctoral award was from Pfizer, along with $100,000. This allowed him to continue experiments for a human hookworm vaccine that he had begun years earlier, a project that, to this day, has not succeeded. Mr. Hotez has been deeply embedded in the pharmaceutical industry since the very earliest stage in his career. In 2003, he was a Pfizer visiting professor in tropical diseases at the State University of New York at Stony Brook. The same year, he began work on a coronavirus vaccine, but shelved the project after the SARS virus flamed out, and he could not find funding. Hotez's career has largely been devoted to development of drugs to test on underdeveloped and hyperexploited countries in Latin America, South Asia, and Africa. He owes much of his success to three figures, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and Bill Clinton. In 1996, Fauci approved a $2.9 million NIAID grant for Hotez to study tropical diseases, carrying on a program that began in the Rockefeller Foundation, notorious for its funding a century earlier of the eugenics movements in the United States and Nazi Germany. Hotez would later coin these maladies neglected tropical diseases. He would sometimes describe them as anti-poverty vaccines. But most of these diseases exist because of poverty, Hotez himself has admitted as much.
5: You know, we call them tropical diseases. It's a bit of a misnomer. They're diseases of poverty. Poverty is the overriding determinant.
3: The CDC explains that several of the neglected tropical diseases can be controlled or even eliminated, and improving basic water, sanitation, and hygiene are highly effective strategies. If you really worry about neglected tropical diseases, then you're really worried about sanitation, because sanitation is the primary reason why we've had an increase in lifespan. Over the last 150 years. It's the number one reason. It's 90% of the answer. So antibiotics and all these other things have had no role, vaccines compared to uh,
2: sanitation.
3: Rather than address root causes, Hotez has spawned a neglected tropical disease industrial complex dependent on the perpetual poverty that he claims his pharmaceutical products combat. In 2000, with $18 million from the Gates Foundation, he founded his own department in George Washington University and, now heading the prestigious Sabin Institute, started the Human Hookworm Vaccine Initiative to continue its development.
5: Uh, One of the foundation's key partners uh, is Professor Peter Hotez, who's doing inspiring work on tropical diseases, and we're uh, very excited about uh, being able to back... Uh, some breakthroughs there and, and uh, have a, a huge impact.
3: Hotez wrote in 2004 With funding from the Gates Foundation, I believe that we can have in hand over the next decade vaccines for malaria, dengue, and hookworm. At the 2006 Clinton Global Initiative, the Sabin Institute launched its global network for
5: tropical neglected diseases. Clinton decided that these neglected tropical diseases needed attention. So it was actually, CGI has been incredibly uh, important in the development of this organization to give it the attention it needs. And as a result of CGI, we've been able to now attract some large-scale donors.
3: U.S. government money quickly began to pour in.
5: A $350
0: million initiative to target neglected tropical diseases.
3: When Hillary Clinton took over the State Department in 2009, USAID's annual neglected tropical disease budget nearly tripled.
2: We are the global leader in the fight against neglected tropical diseases from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which has given
5: billions to to revive immunization campaigns and discover new
2: vaccines to the Clinton Foundation.
3: From 2006 to 2021, the agency spent $1.1 billion dollars and pharmaceutical companies gave $28.6 billion worth of drugs to administer. When it comes to fighting neglected tropical diseases, the commitment of the pharmaceutical industry starts at the highest levels of leadership. For Hotez, these diseases and conditions are mere pretexts to develop and deliver drugs. After a 2010 cholera outbreak in Haiti, Hotez remarked, this is an opportunity to really think about ways to use the vaccine. Hotez has been a member and regular guest at subsequent Clinton Global Initiatives, appealing for money to develop more drugs.
5: I'm back this year talking about the need for the fact that we need innovation to make a new round of medicines and vaccines.
3: In 2014, President Obama named Hotez as U.S. science envoy to implement what he called vaccine diplomacy in the Middle East and North Africa. Jotes wrote that vaccine science diplomacy could also lead to the development and testing of some highly innovated neglected disease vaccines, and that poor populations have rights to biomedical innovation. In September 2014, Ebola virus in West Africa provided this opportunity.
0: Ebola fears throughout the country. Experts now warning of the unavoidable spread of the virus in Europe. And what happened to that vaccine for Ebola?
3: The Obama administration deployed 3,000 troops to Liberia. We're going to establish a military command center in Liberia to support civilian efforts across the region, similar to our response after the Haiti earthquake. For Anthony Fauci and Peter Hotez, it was a golden opportunity.
5: I'm so excited to know that President Obama sent in 3,000 troops to create some semblance of a healthcare infrastructure. It makes it possible right. now to introduce these new products. Something I'm very excited about, it's now going to create a mechanism to uh, uh, bring in new interventions, new drugs, new vaccines that you couldn't bring in otherwise in, in a very chaotic situation. We're going to start a very much expanded clinical trial in West Africa, likely in Liberia.
3: Obama sought $6 billion to support these efforts. Our scientists continued their urgent research in the hope of finding new treatments and perhaps vaccines. And today I'm calling on Congress to approve the funding that we've requested. While the government, pharmaceutical companies, and their functionaries sought to conduct medical experiments, one bioethicist
5: spoke out. These drugs have never been tested in humans. Therefore, the dangerous and adverse effects can neither be known nor safely predicted. It's entirely possible they may be ineffective or even harmful. What has been done here is not research, but rather it is scary experimental treatment. Some of these misadventures occurred on the African continent, leading to a pervasive distrust of Western drug companies using Africans as their experimental guinea pigs. The stark reality is that pharmaceutical companies are a business, and the business has to have a market.
3: Though Ebola eventually subsided without any vaccines, Hotez and the Sabin Institute have continued developing them along with other products. In September 2022, he attempted to again rebrand his experimental pharmaceutical products, this time as malnutrition vaccines, claiming that approval processes could be accelerated to help avert an imminent food catastrophe or even potential mass starvation events. We must begin this process imminently. To date, Hotez has received $4.2 million from Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim's foundation 9.6 million from Fauci's NIAID, and 44 million from the Gates Foundation. He continues to maintain close relationships with pharmaceutical giants like Pfizer and Eli Lilly. Hotez's Sabin Institute is now at Baylor University in Houston, Texas, flush with funding from the Gates Foundation despite having never succeeded in developing a working vaccine. In the era of COVID-19, Hotez would become one of the most aggressive ideologues of the emergent biomedical security regime, demanding questioning be censored and criticism criminalized.
5: One of the things that we're not hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccines. And then something changed any vaccine released by emergency use authorization by the FDA is an outstanding uh, vaccine. J&J's vaccine has a risk of life-threatening blood clots. When you hear the beep, that's the sound of safety So don't overthink it uh, They're they're both really good vac- They're all really good vaccines Get vaccinated now You gotta call now If you wait uh, It's gonna be really too late To protect your child If
0: this was your child What happens next Could make it the worst day of your life
5: So even though COVID Poses zero threat to healthy children Vaccinate your children Do
0: the right thing be safe and not sorry.
5: I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses.
0: Advanced technology that can help save lives.
5: This is going to be a long-lasting vaccine. A long-lasting vaccine. A few moments later. We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well for emergency room visits. It's not holding up well for hospitalizations.
0: Here we go again.
5: Everyone's going to need a booster. You need that third immunization. Triple the amount. Get that third immunization. The two MRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. have I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. You've I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. This is a three-dose vaccine. But I'm not done yet. That third immunization. The problem is it's not holding up. So we may have to look at sort of innovative solutions. Oh God, not this again. A fourth immunization. Oh boy. just Just to keep, them, to keep them going. To keep the country uh, going. We have to consider some out of the box things. A fourth immunization.
6: Fourth? A
5: fourth immunization. Get that second boost. A second boost to keep the country uh, going. I've made that recommendation. A fourth immunization. But I'm still not done. One semester later. Unfortunately, the numbers are starting to trend up again. So the hospitalizations are up. And so the most important message that I have this morning is, "Get your new bivalent booster."
2: Uh, Willie and Lees were saying they got their booster, and I was like, "Oh, I need to get mine." And then I found out they they're talking about the third shot, mm. and is that the bivalent, or is it the fourth booster, or does it matter? Like, uh, don't
5: worry so much about the number of. There's no wrong way to use it. You have to get it. This new bivalent booster. You can double or triple stack them. The new bivalent one is is doing a much better job. You, you have to get, to get a booster. booster. Yeah. you need to get this new bivalent booster. That bivalent booster for COVID. But does everyone ages 12 and older need a booster? The answer is yes. 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 And by the way, if you're over 50 and have gotten two boosters, and more than four, two or th- two to four months out, you're going to need a third booster as well, a fifth immunization. Five! I don't think we're going to need an annual booster like flu. Eventually. Dr. Hotez supports yearly boosters, just like flu. But I'm still not done! It looks as though the boosters are not holding up quite as well as we'd like. Um, and, and and I think our think thinking is going to change and that what's going to happen is every you know, few months we may need another booster. Uh, 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 uh. Perfect results each and every time. You know, we just could not overcome that massive disinformation campaign. These fake concepts of herd immunity and discrediting masks.
2: Dr. Hotez, you are a national treasure. It
5: is picking off young people like we've never seen. Dr. Peter Hotez, that was extremely informative. Disinformation that you're hearing, that kids are fine, it's nonsense. Kids need to get that vaccination. You healthcare workers have been our saviors. Watch out for that misinformation. Dr. Peter Hotez is probably one of the smartest people on this topic. If you haven't gotten your five and ups vaccinated yet Now's the time to do that. Dr.
2: Peter Hotez, thank you for saving the world. We
5: also support giving that third immunization for the 12 to 17 year olds. People have to feel safe.
2: Dr. Hotez, you are a voice of reason. Take
5: down the fake information. These fake concepts of herd immunity. Our last hope is to vaccinate our way through this. Make sure that everybody's vaccinated, including their kids. That's the single most important thing right now the American people have to do. Dr.
2: Peter Hotez, you're the person that we like to go to uh,
5: for the sort of expertise. The single most impactful thing you can do is make certain that you're fully boosted and preferably too boosted.
6: There's never been a candidate for president the media hated more than Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You thought that title belonged to Donald Trump. Of course it must, but go check the coverage. Trump got a gentle scalp massage by comparison when he announced. When Trump rolled out his presidential campaign in 2015, the New York Times waited until the 17th paragraph of the story to attack him. But as well-known as he is, the paper said at the time, Trump is also widely disliked. And then they cited a poll to back it up. That was the attack on Trump. Eight years later, the Times attacked Bobby Kennedy in the very first sentence of the story. Quote, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the paper declared, announced a presidential campaign on Wednesday built on relitigating COVID-19 shutdowns and shaking Americans' faith in science. Shaking Americans' faith in science. Imagine if you were an ordinary New York Times subscriber reading that over coffee in your pre-war rent-controlled duplex on Columbus Avenue. You'd think Bobby Kennedy had just declared war on the Enlightenment. My fellow Americans, I have come to shake your faith in science. Join me as I drag our nation back to the medieval period. You'd be appalled. CBS News viewers likely were appalled. In its coverage of Kennedy's announcement, CBS denounced the candidate's views as, quote, misleading and dangerous, The L.A. Times called him a threat to democracy. At the offices of National Public Radio in Washington, a full-blown Category 5 hysteria typhoon broke out. NPR devoted an entire segment to savaging Kennedy, not just as a candidate, but as a human being. NPR described him as someone who, for his own perverse reasons, has made, quote, debunked and false and misleading claims that undermine trust in vaccines and who, in his spare time, provides moral support to crazed extremists who, quote, rally under the banner of what they call liberty or freedom. People magazine didn't even bother to report a single word of anything Kennedy said at his announcement and instead wrote an entire story about how his relatives hate him. Kennedy's younger sister, Carrie, the magazine reported solemnly, does not approve of Bobby Jr.'s harmful views. His harmful views! Bobby Kennedy's thoughts alone are evil enough to hurt people. That's been the tone of the media coverage around Bobby Kennedy Jr. for the past 18 years, since July of 2005. That's the moment that Kennedy published a magazine article suggesting there might be a link between the rise in diagnosed autism cases and the ever-expanding schedule of mandatory childhood vaccines. The day that story was published, Kennedy's reporting was considered so solid that two outlets ran it simultaneously, Rolling Stone and Salon.com. Unfortunately, neither one of them understood what they were up against. The pharma lobby rolled out the most ferocious public relations campaign in memory, and both publications swiftly caved. Both pulled the story and then disavowed it, groveling as they did. No one in the national media bothered to explain why autism diagnoses had skyrocketed. If it wasn't the vaccines, and maybe it wasn't, then what was it? To this day, there has not been a convincing explanation. Instead, reporters just attack Bobby Kennedy. They've called him a lunatic and a Nazi. Instagram shut down his account. YouTube just last week pulled down a perfectly reasonable interview he did with Jordan Peterson setting unspecified misinformation and so on. Kennedy became the most censored famous person in the United States. At this point, most Americans have heard a lot more about Bobby Kennedy Jr. than they've heard from him. He doesn't get many offers to speak from big platforms. But last week, Joe Rogan gave him one. Here's some of what he said. Why do five of my seven kids have allergies
0: you know it's it and of course we know why because aluminum uh, adjuvants give you allergies they're designed to make you you know to to create a hyperimmune response to to you know to foreign particles and the last category is yeah you know, the allergic diseases uh peanut allergies food allergies um Eczema, which I never knew anybody with eczema when I was a kid, I never uh, asthma I knew people with asthma, but it wasn't one in every four black kids like it is today. So you know, all of those things. now we went from six uh, percent of Americans having chronic disease. To, by 1986, we're starting to add the vaccines, and we got 11.8 um,
6: percent of kids now, so it's doubled. Why do five of my seven children have allergies? Now, we don't know the answer, of course, but it's an interesting question. In fact, it's an important question that deserves an adult answer, not that you should hold your breath waiting to get one. Bobby Kennedy asks a lot of questions like that. He notices things. Kennedy pays attention to the world around him, and he wonders why it's changing. He's an outdoorsman, a falconer, and a fly fisherman. He's interested in how nature works. He's curious. He's curious. Not so long ago, these qualities were considered essential to the practice of science. All scientific discovery comes from observation, empiricism, patient watching. Without the willingness to put aside your preassumptions and assess with honesty the things you see and touch and smell, the changes taking place right in front of your face, you can't do science. You can't create art either, or journalism, or theology. You have to be willing to notice the obvious. And when they tell you you're not allowed to notice the obvious, you should be concerned. Imagine you're on a commercial airline flight. The plane is just leveled out at 37,000 feet. You're closing your eyes for a nap. And suddenly you smell smoke. And it's not your imagination. You can see it. It's starting to fill the cabin. All around you, people are hacking and choking. The guy in the next seat has a napkin pressed against his mouth. And he's mumbling what sounds like Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So clearly the airplane is on fire But almost unbelievably, no one has said a word about it. Not a single person is acknowledging this is happening. Everyone is silent. So in panic, you yell for the flight attendant. There's smoke in the cabin, you say as if she hasn't noticed. But she stares at you with hard eyes. Shut up, racist, she replies. That's a dangerous Russian conspiracy theory. Stop spreading misinformation or I'll call TSA and have you arrested when we land. That sounds like a fever dream but it's also pretty close to the experience of living in the United States at the moment. All around you, things seem to be fraying and getting worse. Your gut tells you there's something very bad going on and all the evidence suggests that there is. But the people in charge won't acknowledge that. Everything's fine, they scream, stop noticing. But wait, I don't remember this many kids having allergies or asthma or eczema or autism, or for that matter, body dysmorphia. And why so many suicides? What's going on here? Shut up! Stop asking questions! That's their answer. But Bobby Kennedy won't stop asking, and that's why they hate him. As Kennedy spoke on The Rogan Show, a reporter for Vice.com called Anna Merlin was watching. Merlin was so enraged by what she saw that she dashed off an article attacking Joe Rogan's employer for allowing the conversation to take place. Spotify has stopped even sort of trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation, read the headline. The piece never even described much of what Bobby Kennedy had actually said. Merlin dismissed the entire interview as, quote, a detailed survey of Kennedy's most dangerously incorrect views, a far too extensive list to outline in full. In other words, we here at Vice don't have time to describe all of Bobby Kennedy's lies. But trust us, they were lies. Then Merlin called Spotify to see if she could get the episode censored. Much to her profound frustration, Spotify refused to censor the episode and kept the interview on its website. So she spent the next several days ranting about all of this on Twitter. People were listening to the wrong things and Anna Merlin was mad about it. So was Peter Hotez. Hotez is a pediatrician from Texas who became moderately famous on MSNBC during the COVID lockdowns as a Biden shill and a vaccine promoter. Hotez read Anna Merlin's piece and then huffily retweeted it. Effectively, why is Bobby Kennedy allowed to talk in public? And that gave Joe Rogan an idea. Why not have Peter Hotez debate Bobby Kennedy on his show? You claim he's wrong. Why don't you explain why he's wrong? That seemed fair. But Hotez wouldn't bite. So Rogan offered to give hundred grand to Hotez's favorite charity if he agreed to come on. Soon others made their own pledges and the pot swelled to over a million dollars. But still, Peter Hotez wouldn't come. Instead, he scampered back to MSNBC, where one of the channel's oilier hosts assured him he was doing the right thing by dodging the debate. Arguing with Bobby Kennedy is morally equivalent to debating a Holocaust denier, the host said. No decent person would do that. And of course, Hotez agreed. Quote, 200,000 Americans needlessly perished because they believed the anti-vaccine disinformation and refused to take a COVID shot. So really, talking to Bobby Kennedy would be a lot like abetting murder. And Peter Hotez, MD, PhD, was not going to do that. But wait a second, you ask yourself. Let's think about those numbers. 200,000 people died because of vaccine disinformation from Bobby Kennedy and people like him? Hmm, how do we know that? Is that really science? No, it's not science. Because we don't know that. We can't know that. There is no way to know that. Peter Hotez's claim is a political attack posing as science, and he specializes in those. Here he is on television during the so-called pandemic. It's all
5: about uh, mask mass compliance. That's going to be absolutely critical because if you don't have masks, remember this virus aerosolizes, so even six feet is not enough. Uh, it can go 17, 18 feet, several meters. What we really have to do is have vaccine mandates in the schools. We should have a rule that anyone who walks into a school over the age of 12 has to be vaccinated this is the nature of the anti-vaccine movement in this country it's got it's somehow married now to far right-wing extremism and and white nationalist group anyone who's unvaccinated and has been lucky enough to escape covid your luck is about to run out and i call it anti-science aggression coming Mm. from senator Rand paul senator johnson members of the house of representatives in addition to those two senators are killers
2: it's
6: all about mask compliance. We must have vaccine mandates for children. Take the vax or you will die. Anyone who disagrees with me is a white nationalist and a killer and probably an agent of Putin. Do we say probably? Let's revise that. Certainly an agent of Putin. Again, here is Dr. Peter Hotez. We're starting to see now those
5: same anti-vaccine messages that's coming out of the U.S., uh, and and now we're finding it in Africa and Latin America. And remember, what the other reason we're seeing this is the Putin government has, uh, and this has been reported by U.S. and British intelligence, has been piling on with this whole systematic program of what's being called weaponized health communications, trying to destabilize democracies with uh, anti-vaccine, anti-science messages and
6: targeting... So according to British and U.S. intelligence, anyone who disagrees with Dr. Peter Hotez is a disloyal American working to destabilize our democracy on behalf of Vladimir Putin. Now, by comparison, never in his life has Bobby Kennedy Jr. said anything half that demented. But keep in mind, Peter Hotez claims to have a valid medical license. He is allowed to treat patients. After a while, even MSNBC viewers were gonna have some questions about a guy who talks like that, and apparently some of them did. As the lockdowns wore on, the population started to notice that many of the core claims the TV doctors were making were untrue. You'd only need one shot. If you got the shot, you would never get sick. You would never pass the virus to others, and so on. They said these things, as you know, again and again. Ultimately, they were proven wrong, but they never admitted it. They just attacked the people who noticed. Here's Dr. Peter Hotez calling for the Biden administration to arrest anyone who questions the COVID vaccine.
5: The Biden administration has to realize that, that anti-science is a killer, disinformation. Yeah. It's not even just disinformation. It's, this is an anti-science empire right now, and we need Homeland Security. We need the Justice Department. We've really got to figure this out, and, and, the health, and health and Human Services will not be able to
6: figure this out on their own. It's not a medical problem, it's a law enforcement problem. They've doubted me, arrest them! It's a horrifying outburst if you think about it. If you were on tape saying something like that, you would be deeply ashamed. But Peter Hotez is not ashamed. He's become even more grandiose. Hotez has written a self-congratulatory new book called The Deadly Rise of Anti-Science, a scientist warning, as if you were a scientist. Here's how Hotez describes himself in the book's promotional literature. Quote, during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, one renowned scientist, in his famous bow tie, appearing daily on major news networks such as MSNBC, NPR and BBC and others. Dr. Peter J. Hotez often went without sleep, working around the clock to develop a nonprofit COVID-19 vaccine and to keep the public informed. During that time, he was one of the most trusted voices on the pandemic and was even nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for his selfless work. He also became one of the main targets of anti-science rhetoric that gained traction through conservative news media, end quote, though we could go on. So here you have a renowned scientist, selfless, trusted, going without sleep, self-denying, persecuted by extremists for daring to tell the truth, the Albert Schweitzer of cable news. That's Dr. Peter J. Hotez. The fact that a partisan buffoon like Peter Hotez can describe himself this way with a straight face and the backing of a publisher makes you despair for the country's future. But don't despair. There is hope. Hotez will never debate Bobby Kennedy Jr., but it doesn't matter. Kennedy has already won. He's more honest than Dr. Peter Hotez, and that's obvious to anyone who's paying attention. A New Economist poll shows that Kennedy is more popular and far less hated than either major party frontrunner. After almost 20 years of being silenced, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is being heard. And why wouldn't he be? Kennedy's theories about vaccines may be right, they may be partially right, they could be even utterly wrong. No one's proved it either way. But what we can say with certainty is that America's medical establishment has beclowned itself for all time. Its official positions on vaccines, psychiatric drugs, puberty blockers, reassignment surgeries, a long list of other politically fashionable priorities have no connection whatsoever to legitimate science. It's all effectively witchcraft. At the annual meeting of the American Medical Association in Chicago last week, for example, delegates issued a statement attacking the body mass index as a tool of, quote, racist exclusion, which has caused historical harm. Next year, they will denounce thermometers and stethoscopes. They're insane. Compared to them, Bobby Kennedy is a mainstream figure and people understand that. That's why he's winning. And you know he's winning by how his critics are doing. So just four years ago, Anna Merlin was regarded as an important expert on conspiracy theories and misinformation. She'd written a book on the topic. Here she is talking about it.
2: I've always thought that in the case of conspiracy peddlers, it's not necessarily a super profitable enterprise to ask whether they really believe it or not, because I don't know what's in their hearts. I don't know what's in their minds. All I know is what they spend their time doing, which is promoting conspiracy theories. Um, in the case of ordinary people, conspiracy consumers, and most Americans are, to some degree, consumers of conspiracy theories. All the studies that we have show that like one in three Americans believe in some conspiracy theory to some extent. Um, for the people in the very sort of deep end of the conspiracy pool, people who are consuming a lot of conspiracy content, I think it's really important to look at the way it helps them make sense of the world and make sense of our political moment and make sense of a lot of times like what's happening in their own lives.
6: All the studies that we have show that like one in three Americans believe in some conspiracy theory. You'll notice the upspeak, the rising inflection at the end of the sentence. That's a familiar tick in Brooklyn. It's designed to turn a declarative sentence into a question and thereby belittle the listener. Do you follow me? Is this too complicated for you? So the lady in the nose ring wants you to know she's smart. But she's not. When Merlin recorded that interview, Vice, where she now works, was valued at more than $5 billion. Genius investors like James Murdoch were showering the company with money. Everyone wanted in on the future of media, which was up-talkers like Anna Merlin lecturing you about racism and misinformation. But that has changed. Last month, Vice filed for bankruptcy. Anna Merlin is still on Twitter, screeching about how her critics are transphobic, but nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear from Anna Merlin anymore. The gatekeepers are transparently ridiculous. Everyone can see that, people have started to notice.